Previously on the Nostalgic Front podcast. Well, it's getting, us, it's getting us ready for the 90s, essentially. Yeah, you're right. It's you know, because you have all of this uh, nice, happy fucking John Hughes shit. And people are saying, oh, high school is the best moment in, in your life. High school like is on this pedestal of innocence and yeah. wonderment where it's just like high school is just like real life. Yeah, that's all it is. There isn't a difference. It's the way it's bleak and it sucks. And, you know, there's you're not going to look back on this like it's your best time of your life. No. Oh, crap. We got to record this podcast thing. Brother to brother. Hey, bud. How are you? Brother. Brother. Hey, it was sibling day. Happy sibling day. Oh, yeah. You're my brother in podcasting. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, si- sibling day for me right now, it's uh, it's sipping day. We gotta- oh, what is, who's, whose cup is that? Amanda? <laughs> who's Amanda? Why do you have her coffee mug from Atlantic City? I don't know. I think she lived here before us. Oh, you know, sure. <laughs> it's way better when, when the people that uh, used to live in your house leave coffee mugs instead, uh, you know, wandering souls. Sure. Yeah. Ghosts. Uh, yeah. When you wait. So the, I'm this is a curious question. The place you guys live. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's been various roommates over the years. Did yeah. Danielle start there? You know what I mean? Or did uh, she come into the house when other people roommates live there and then eventually just became like the top room? Isn't that? every new york apartment where it's just like kind of yeah yeah i yeah, can yeah. see that yeah she just outlasted everybody she big brothered those motherfuckers well see i'm in a different situation now that you're you know you guys are engaged and you guys are moving up in the world but as a married guy that is a different situation because like i've had the experience where comics have excuse come me married my- what guy fella oh it's not like you said kai oh yeah i'm a married kai i'm a i'm in a fraternity now <laughs> uh I've had the experience where comics have come over to my apartment sometimes and been like, holy shit, how many people live here? Like, because they think I am just a guy with a roommate. And it's like, no, my wife and I have art, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, buddy, speaking of art, we got to get into this podcast. How are you? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just uh, going viral. I saw it. That was cool. Speaking I of siblings day, I made a, yeah. a funny little S- Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Well, there's a picture of her and her classic Red, red glasses. frame glasses and i found uh found a picture of her in her cla- and some purple glasses and just posted uh sally jesse Raphael. that's right and sally and, jesse and donatello that's right and that's fantastic. uh boy it's uh picked up a lot of steam got uh got a retweet and a follow from jason isbell last my kind yeah 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 that's great you know? so that's awesome got like 80 new followers that's always fun that's that's what we live for nowadays oh yeah just uh, viral to viral i wish i had anything going right now um i whenever i have something that's viral-ish it's always like taps out at like 200 200 like likes you know yeah um this thing's already gonna eclipse john mulaney in like a weekend oh wow that's huge that's really big uh i'm trying to see i had one thing that kind of did oh uh when uh prince philip died I tweeted, how funny would it be if in like three months, Queen Elizabeth married a different cousin? And that's got like 50 likes, but that's not viral. That's like, you know, just a little steam there, you know? Uh That's exciting. Oh, let's see. uh, 
was a little bit f- filling the shot on Monday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just uh, pretty much came home and went straight to bed from work. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much stole money all day at work. Sure, because yeah. I didn't do anything. Oh, I'm working. Nobody looked too close. Yeah, the shot yeah. kicked in, and uh, I was really tired. Got home and watched. Uh, it was a really good World War One documentary in color. Oh yeah, I've seen that uh, on HBO. What Apocalypse. is that called? Oh no, I'm sorry. I've seen the one that's called like uh, "They Will Be Boys Forever" or whatever. But no, it's uh, pretty crazy just because yeah. it makes it way more real. Sure, just yeah. Just because it's in color and they added sound, all this old footage, and uh, it's also funny you bring up uh, Prince Philip dying because you know one big takeaway with like World War One stuff is like, oh, so. We just had like 80 million people die so these royal cousins could like settle their dispute. Yeah. And it's also funny that all of them have like health defects because Mm -hmm. they're all inbred. Totally. Like Kaiser Wilhelm had like a shriveled left arm Mm -hmm. and like Prince uh, or Tsar Nicholas was like a hemophiliac. Mm -hmm. And anyways. No, it's very I that that kind of shit is crazy. That's why it's so fun it's such an experience to live in this time period to watch the especially the english royals yes die off, like di- like dissipate like not matter and the fact that they just happen to have queen elizabeth who's been the longest ruler because of medical medication and everything has moved on mm-hmm. and you've watched the longest leader coexist in the time where she's least where there's least needed you know yeah it's yeah, very yeah. Now, now she's just known for hats. Yeah. That's the only right? choices she gets to make. Yeah. Is what hat to wear that day. It's you yeah, know? very interesting. Yeah. So that bummed me out. So, uh, you know, all those young kids dying, I had to throw on some married with children. Oh, sure. That's good. Because uh, also, and marriage. Uh, also, it was a really good documentary. So I didn't want to like waste it on trying to fall asleep. So yeah. I put on some, put on some married with children to, that all snooze in, yeah, yeah, man, that's great. I, I'll tell you, I'm gonna give you a list, a rundown, because it's been a busy week over here. Oh uh, yeah, The Rock, uh, uh, Stifler, The Rundown, The Run, Sean okay, Williams, sure, Scott, yes, the okay, Rock, now I get it, I get Rosario it, I get it. Dawson, hundred percent, walking, big truck in the woods, Christopher Walken. I got a tweet yeah. right now uh, that I don't have a walking cro- closet, but I do have a Christopher walking closet, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I keep all my clothes up my ass until I get really released from this POW camp. Nice. <laughs> that's getting picked. That's got some steam. Oh, uh, also, just yeah, real go quick, ahead. one Please. last thing I've been up Please. to. Uh, I've been playing some Madden. Knock the <gasps> dust. It's always yeah. fun getting fun out of Madden, mm-hmm. but uh, I realize they have so many, like, you, you know, you can uh, download rosters. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a lot of rosters on there where people just have like it's the 2003 roster oh sick yeah that's yeah cool. so i did that and it's like you know michael vick and priest holmes nice. and fucking, you know rich gannon tim brown jerry rice is the raiders fun. and stuff so it's pretty fun doing that and it's fun because it's current mechanics even though a current man yeah. is kind of a mess yeah. it's better than playing 2001 where it's still blocky and weird and you know exactly yeah that's so, really cool so and they have a lot of like draft classes so i had the 2003 draft mm-hmm. with like but instead carson palmer went you get to the to, browns yeah you get to pick and where I they picked go up or... philip rivers in the second round oh that's funny to that's back crazy. up uh yeah rich gannon that's great uh i uh okay so here's everything i've been up to okay 
Uh, at night, I've been watching a lot of Batman: Brave and the Bold. I forget how great it is and how fun it is. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very I like Batman: The Young on. and the Restless myself, but <laughs> sure, that's a yeah. good. That's a, it is so good. It's a really. Uh, mm-hmm. I I had a nice little uh, marathon of that after finishing Harley Quinn and yeah. having the Jones. Oh yeah, back. definitely. They work well. Harley Quinn is. Well, they both have Diedrich Bader Batman. Similar too. to similar to what you just said about the World War One documentary is how I feel about Harley Quinn because now I watch stuff like that when I go to bed. And I don't want to fall asleep watching Harley Quinn because I think it's too good. Yeah. But I can't. Stacy doesn't give a fuck about that. So I'm not going to watch it with her. Uh, but so Batman Brave and the Bold, I can fall asleep watching that. And it's not the end of the world. Here's some other shit I got going. Uh, I watched a ton of the challenge, the MTV Real World Road Rules Challenges. Oh, yeah. You were talking about that. Did last I? Week. Okay. I saw so I wrapped it up. Our, my, our Paramount, we did a free month of Paramount and uh, mm-hmm. the Paramount app, and it's gone. You don't fucking need that thing. It sucks. Don't waste your money on the Paramount app, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, but you can do the trial for a month See, and watch the shit you want. That that's the thing with a lot of these streaming services. Like outside of Disney, HBO, and Netflix, mm-hmm. I don't think any of them are like you need to have the entire no. time. But the thing that people forget, like you can get a month of these. Yes. Basically, for what a new release cost yeah. at Blockbuster. So oh. instead of you know, you just got to remember to cancel it. It's yeah, per- and like most as soon of them as you, you don't even. Up, most of them you don't even need to pay. Like Paramount yeah. Network is free for a month. Uh, right now we're doing so. Literally today, this afternoon, uh, we uh, we just did a free seven days of Apple TV because we're going to watch Ted Lasso, which everybody uh, keep loves. hearing good things. First two it's episodes. A good, it's a feel good show. I've been wanting to check it out. Created by Sudeikis and uh, the other co-star, this guy Brendan Kelly, and it's uh, uh um. Oh, you mean George Wentz's nephew? Yes, that's right. And Bill Lawrence from Scrubs, the producer of Scrubs. Uh, Love that he's guy. Producing, yeah, he's producing it, and so uh, real good. Um, okay, so this is other, so the, so that's something Stacey and I are watching. Stacey and I also are watching Better Call Saul because it's been long enough since Breaking Bad that we remember it enough, but we also don't give a shit if we forget stuff. And it's a prequel, yeah. so you don't really need to know everything. Every yeah. once in a while, we'll be like, "Wasn't that guy on Breaking Bad also?" And we're like, "Maybe." But it's great. I think Better Call. I have. I'm having more fun watching Better Call. Saul I do want to see that uh, Odin Kirk, uh, John Wick's movie. That's the movie. Out now. Yeah, nobody. Nobody. Uh, yeah. Also, did okay. So, uh, did you know that uh, John the John Wick guy is the guy doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier? It, I know he did the uh, episode three. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's some other things, real quick. Sorry. So, because of today's movie. Oh, yeah. oh, I'll get yeah, to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll, first. I'll say this. Uh, uh, I, I found a radio. This has nothing to do with today's topic, but I know uh, I found a radio program oh. from the 1950s back. You know, when like before TV was everywhere and it's yeah. a radio show called Dimension X and it was on NBC or you could listen to it on NBC and it's all over the Internet. You can get the full episodes. There are these like 30 minute, basically like Twilight Zone episodes, like sci fi space stories but they're all written by like Isaac Azemoff and Ray Bradbury, Kurt Vonnegut writes one. And it's, they're produced beautifully because it's like them learning how it was right before TV. And my God, they're fucking awesome. And it's crazy. They'll tell stories that you're like, they thought of this shit in 1950. Like it feels, it it feels like it was today. It feels like old radio stuff is, is pretty fun. Every time I, I've uh, gotten around to checking it out, like on an NPR, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. uh, stuff it's fun it's great so i highly recommend dimension x i put it on at night when i'm going like at night like i'll watch a a batman brave Brave and the bold and Mm -hmm. then i'm like i have to shut i have to roll over and go to sleep 
So I'll put one of those on, listen to 15 minutes of it, fall asleep. And then the next day at work, I can listen to the last 10. And it's kind of a fun, oh, wait, how did they get off the moon or whatever the fuck? Also, so many good cheesy jokes in Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Oh, it's very good. And like the dynamic between Batman and like Arrow is really fun. And, and just, everybody, yeah. And seeing these characters that are like nobody characters and stuff, and you're uh-huh. like getting to see them have full arcs and shit. Yes. Um, is really, really cool. Um, the last thing that I've been because of today's topic and this movie, I have just been watching hours. I'm not kidding. I've been watching hours of skateboarding shit. Yeah. Uh, Did you get that Bones Brigade documentary? I've already I saw that a long time ago, but I rewatched that. I rewatched the Dogtown documentary, not the movie, but the documentary. I've watched every interview with Tony Hawk uh, in the last two years. I watched Randy Mullen's fucking TED Talks, which I cannot recommend enough. And like I'm watching it all through the eyes of somebody who trying to figure out how to how to step back into stand up. Yeah. And it is so helpful to my mindset. I it's it we picked Christian Slater month as a lark. We picked Gleaming the Cube as like one of a million movies. I had I feel like my brain would be way worse if we if I hadn't started watching Gleaming the Cube was like, "Oh yeah, I love the Bones Brigade." Stopped, rewatched that, started watching all these other things. And now I'm like jacked because I'm like, "Well, yeah. all these guys fucking did it." When when comedy died in the or when skateboarding died in the early 90s, there was no street skating. They all pivoted and learned and I'm like, oh, that's what's happening right now with stand up. And it's, I love it. Awesome. And I don't understand it. So it's like even more fun because you're like, it's, it's like watching uh, Project Runway or Chopped. It's like, I don't yeah. know how to fucking do that stuff, but I love seeing people really good at it do it. Totally. And so uh, with all that, and then th- what that did is that pushed me back into playing Tony Hawk. And so now I am going to try to beat Tony Hawk, the video game. With right, as many of the skaters as I can, and that's nice. just a dream. That's and then and then you get your child back, right? Uh huh. Yeah, at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I all. I, so it's been a pretty big week for me, trying to just figure out fun things to watch and do. And it's fun now that uh uh. So Stacey and I like going because it's also getting nicer out and stuff like that. Yeah. So like getting off work, we take Murphy for a walk. We come home and then it's like, do you feel horrible? Because if you are, do you feel fucking weird? Because if you feel fucking weird, we're going to watch Better Call Saul. Do you feel not fucking weird? Do you feel normal? Okay, well, let's watch uh, fucking uh, you can watch your show on your laptop and I'll watch Batman Brave and the Bold on the TV. Or now we got Ted Lasso, you know, or we'll watch we watch a superstore randomly because all the seasons are out and stuff. And it's nice. We're not in that thing right now where. Like uh, we were two weeks ago, where it's like every single night, ever, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we're kind of in the middle point. We're a better call Saul will take over eventually, but for right now, it's it's really fun. I really like it. Mm-hmm. How's your good. heart? How's your head and brain? You feeling good? Yeah, man. You know, it's just uh, energy is better right good. now. You know, Stacy. People had, are getting shots. Yeah, sun's coming out. You had Moderna, right? Yeah. So Stacy got the other one, Pfizer. She had nothing. She didn't have I I never felt sicky, but my arm was like on fire for two days. Stacy never had any sort of like her arm didn't hurt too I bad. was just you know almost almost like the weekend that I'm pretty sure I had it. Yeah. I was just like exhausted, tired. Yeah. That was I, it. I think like I came back from my morning break at work, mm-hmm. finished my bowl of uh raisin bran with bananas. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say marijuana. <laughs> no. And uh, got upstairs back to my floor and it was just yawn city. Yeah, boy. 
I, I yeah, I, it, it's I, I I agree. It does feel nice to see that it's all you know. Yeah. It also feels scary because I feel like we're gonna have a new crazier yeah. wave. But still, as long as we're taking it seriously, excited. Stuff, I got uh, fantasy draft on Monday. Oh shit! Already roped roped Gideon into a dynasty league. Yeah, I think is that the thing I said I would join and then never got followed up on. Yeah. Well, I was trying to start one instead. Yeah. I found one. That's fine. No, and I don't. Guy that was looking for two people yeah. but basically you draft 26 players and you have like we'll do the dra- the draft takes like weeks yeah that's fun you know instead I, of having like you have a 12 hour limit for your pick that's why i think because like i don't fucking like i i don't dislike but i don't like baseball enough to do fantasy baseball but that is one thing i think is fun about fantasy baseball is when like the drafts are like three hours long i'm like yeah oh, that- it's just hanging with your bros for three hours. Well, this you know? is like three weeks long because yeah. you get like twelve hours a pick. Uh, and then af- and then you and then everybody drafts rookies. There was a thing. So the baseball season just started, and I saw a thing. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Uh, uh, a San Diego Padre kid had a no hitter, and yeah. he's from San Diego. Grew up right down the stadium. It's like what? A, it's the first. Be a, he's a kid first... and a Padre. That's a lot. Exactly. To put on a kid. Yes, you say it, uh, and then take that uh, celebratory. If he's a Padre, he's hitting something. I don't know where he's going to go. You make a joke like that, and then you take a celebratory drink from your Amanda cup. I do. Yeah, that's right. I do like the new Padre jerseys. They are. Man. They look, I, I like that old color scheme. Yeah. And it's good to bring the, it back. I'm brown. glad baseball is back. Me too. There is an app that the Cubs are on. Oh, like, yeah. One of my biggest problems with baseball the last decade or so is getting away from cable mm-hmm. and never knowing where to find a game at like yeah who knows what channel the cubs are on i never totally. did yeah and now they're all on one channel yeah one app yeah so i just come home from work and pop and, it in yeah the cubs are you catch the end of a cub game and it's like the and nba where the, yeah i the, i i the pandemic fucked my brain up so much where like i never gave a shit about i never gave a shit about paying attention to baseball basketball i liked but not till playoffs but now it's like well fuck yeah i'll put it on any sport yeah also i'm not out doing comedy every night and i'm not yeah. so it's like it's like literally do we watch the well, same show yeah. or do we throw something else on and yeah and baseball is like the ultimate two screen sport totally yeah like football you gotta watch everything baseball yeah. you can dick around with twitter then all yeah. of a sudden you hear people yelling and you're like well, oh, got a double yeah and then you're back to twitter you know you can like completely zone out of a baseball game for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Look at a scoreboard. Know, know exactly, exactly what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, or you can go out, fall, fall asleep, wake up and be, somebody be like, Oh, oh Rizzo hit a home run. That's always like, so funny. Yeah. I, that happened during the, the playoffs last season. I don't remember what game it was, so it's not that exciting, but I did that where I was watching a game that was like one, one in like the third inning and yeah. then I fell asleep. And when I woke up, it was like the seventh inning, but it was like nine one. Yeah. And I was like, what? And so then I literally had to rewind it. And they just had like a huge sixth inning or something. But I was like, how did the fuck did this happen? You know, amazing. We've never had a baseball episode. For all the ones true. we've mailed in, we could we yeah, could totally oh, yeah. just like the thing do that fucking, 50 on baseball. The thing that bothers me about baseball is you're like, I was trying to find out the other day. I was like, what's the worst seat record a team has ever got? And you Google it and they're like, well, in 1886, the Cleveland Spiders played 200 games, but lost only won 20 of them. And you're like 18. I'm talking about real people. I'm talking about human beings who lived. That shit doesn't matter anymore. Yes. 
fucking you're talking a hundred years those are guys that got done working in a mine yeah a hundred years before back to the future 2 i don't care about that you know uh boy like fucking he you're talking doc brown wasn't even in the old west yet right Uh, also i've noticed in baseball like i got out of baseball when everybody had beards Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like the all the Gagne and, and all those yeah. guys. Everybody just had big fucking uh, Brian Wilson beards. Yeah. 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 Great. I love pet sounds, by the way. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever saw the Onion movie. And uh, you talking about Shrek? <laughs> trending. Trending. Fucking trending. Trending. This Did you see the right trends today? Is trending. Have you seen the topics today? Trending topics, man. It is. I That's could tell. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I could tell. I uh, could tell. Yeah, get that water in. I do. I'm drinking out of the soda stream bottle, you know, which uh-huh. is a rough thing to do because you got to like take the lid off every time. When I podcast, I got to have a cup. I should have always have a cup. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of cups. What's our trending topics today? Oh, oh, we got some. We got some trending topics. Now, I want to talk about this first. I know, obviously, we'll get to the big stuff, but Batman The Long Winter. Or the what is it called? The Long Halloween. The Long Halloween. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah. It looks good. I'm on board. I, I really like the art style in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, any DC They're... animated film Well, with what Batman. they did, they... So DC animated, they had their whole thing and then they had their arc and then they had the apocalypse event and yes. they all the all the all the continuity died. And now they're doing just shit that's like we like the Red Sun Superman story and stuff. Uh-huh. So now they're just doing like comic arcs and playing the hits. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Um, well, I, especially. I, yeah. For a lot of us guys that haven't gotten people and girls gotten around to it. And uh, also, that's uh, non guys. Exactly. Yeah. So. You know, I think the majority of people would agree with me there. Um, However, yeah, uh, yeah, they just need to keep making more of the biggest story arcs from comics, mm-hmm. yeah. into movies because they got a great track record and they're going to they be good. And this is one of the ones that I've heard about for a long time, and I'm pretty sure the Dark Knight draws heavily from. Yeah, if I'm right, I think it. Yeah, it's loosely based in that same kind of a continuity. Uh, now here's the weird thing. First off. Uh, the only thing I, okay, so I saw this because on Google News, it was like, finally, Jensen Eccles is playing Batman. And I was like, finally? Who fucking cares? Yeah. But apparently in the sup- in the supernatural community, people for years have been saying he should be Batman. Uh, but the thing that's, okay, two things that bum me out about this. One, it's a part one. And it's just like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle versus Batman. I don't want a part one. Just, you know what I mean? Give me it all. Give me it all. But we've two, been waiting over a year for yeah. more TMNT Batman. The thing that I think truly sucks about it, which is nobody's fault but my own, uh, motherfucker, I just read the long Halloween story ah. like a month ago. I had no idea they were turning this into an animated movie. So I know how it all fucking ends. And so then I'm like, I will watch it. But it's like, what's, what am I going to do? Get to the end of this and be like, well, I wonder what happens. I know what happens next, you know? Yeah. Unless they drastically change it. I will say this See, though. For me. Yeah, go ahead, please. Uh the long Halloween was the Rob Zombie one. I saw that in the theater. I was like, come Ooh, on and get tick, over. Tick, tick, tick. Uh the uh I will say though that of all the Batman, I like so I like the stories like that. Like I love the Dark Knight. I like those weird storylines. I love the the what is it? The 
Batman who laughed or whatever. Yeah. Um, the Court of Owls. I love those stories that are the you know the tight, cool Batman stories. And I'll say that I think the long Halloween was really good. I think that was a really fun story. And I'm really, I think it'll be adapted really well as a movie. Um, so I'm excited for it. It's just, it's one of those things like, damn, I wish it was, I wish I had you just going read. into it dumb. Yeah. Going into a blind, you know? Um, all right. So then uh, also we got, um, now you've been going nuts over this fucking invincible show on Amazon. Yes. And yeah. So- yeah. You got around to it. I did because a friend of mine, uh, you gave me your Amazon login and I created my own account. Did you see Ooh, my Amazon account? login? That's killing the rainforest. Yeah. Right. We got to unionize those fuckers. Um, now, did you? OK, so I created an Amazon account on your guys' login. Yes. And I called it the name. Uh huh. Did you edit that or did Danielle? Danielle. That I thought was so funny was I was like, well, I too Virgo know. to let that shit. No, just, I like, understand there. I so you you know you, on a nap you can have like it's like shy halud. I didn't know, and so I thought it would be funny to instead of creating my new page as Patrick, I created it as Shy the dog because mm-hmm. I like the idea of you guys thinking, wait a minute, it's fucking Shy it, using yeah, the Amazon it, app. Exactly, that's what we were thinking. We were like, yeah. how? Number one, she didn't spell her name. Wrong. Yeah, right. Autocorrect. What or an something. idiot! This yeah. dog is a fucking idiot. It doesn't and, even know yeah. how to spell its name. So I spelled it S H Y, and then the next day I log in and it's corrected and i was like what a funny thing uh but so i watched the first two episodes and fucking loved it i think it i think it's really good i think it and i didn't i've i've seen all the connections like how people are saying it's similar to the boys but you don't see that in the first episode yeah until the end and so you're like whoa um and i'm i we don't need to we're not going to go episode to episode about it or whatever but one thing i did think that was kind of crazy about it is i I sometimes have a hard time when it's like, oh, this isn't Batman. This is Owlman or whatever, you know, when yeah. it's based on, but it's not, you know, but I feel like they were really good at explaining. I got right away the gist of who everybody fucking was supposed totally. to be and stuff. And even into the second with when they start representing like almost like a Teen Titans and stuff. Um, and so I think that's really cool. And I'm really excited to see where this story goes because of the shit that happens at the end of the first episode and what goes on in the second episode. So absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So obviously it's good. People have been saying that. What else you got? What do you want to tell me about, bud? Well, it's more, believe it or not, more superhero crap. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> that is a topic that is always trending. Oh shit. It's the superhero crap. <laughs> like the end, like the, I mean, we watch tons of these shows that make their living yeah. off of superhero shows, yeah. you know, like your new rock stars. And, so, yeah, and, and now we have a trending topic thing. So, trending, uh, trending topics. So we yeah. can add video well, and put them man. on YouTube. Maybe if those goddamn Australian Christian boys would do more pranks, yes. but they're done. They fucking take two weeks to drop stuff. So it's like, yes. what am I supposed to do? Wait, sit here, hold my dick while you pray to the Lord. Come on, man. <laughs> drop something off a tower. We got Spider-Man news and Spider-Man rooms. Ooh, that's uh, short for rumors. Rumors, yeah, because like, it's uh, uh, Spider-Man's doing a Fleetwood Mac cover. <laughs> that, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Only it's it's they're not going to have any physical copies of it. It's only going to be a web release. Oh yeah, that's fun. I was wondering where you were going with that. There it is. Hell yeah. Um. Well, you know. Hey, Chris- by the way, everybody, join my OnlyFans if you want to see my web release. <laughs> It's come. Uh-oh. It's come on an OnlyFans video. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, this is yes. true. 
90s cartoon Spider-Man voice actor, Christopher Daniel Barnes. Uh, he's going to be appearing in the Into the Spider-Verse t- sequel. Ooh, now see, okay, so you mentioned that, but I Googled it and found an article that said it was a, that he com- he's confirmed that it's not true. So do you think you it's, know, just, you know what, I, what I'm wondering fucking is- Spider-Man. Are they just lying? They're pissing me off because what they're doing. Because what happens is, so another thing that happened is, the guy that so for the that's for into the spider verse but for the next spider-man movie the guy who does the dubbing for toby mcguire in the spider-man movies the like yeah. the spanish dubber uh-huh he's confirmed for the new movie but they haven't confirmed toby mcguire and they're dancing around that so then it's like well, what the fuck Ooh, man? are they uh how are they dancing around toby mcguire oh yeah I, emo I hope... emo style bitch okay. yeah right. with his they're... black hair also Let's just put this out there. Do it. Spider-Man three gets shit on way more. Yeah. Than it needs to like, uh, it's way better than so many bad superhero movies. It is that have come after it. The problem is, is the first two not as good good and coherent and it completely derailed Mm -hmm. the franchise. And they finally gave everybody venom and venom. What? If we're doing apology shit, I honestly the both of those Fantastic Four movies I think are fun. Also, the Fantastic Four, I'd the watch them. Soul, yeah, they're both not bad. They're both great to put on. I've never seen the Amazing Spider-Man movies, but I'm guessing I've seen like parts of them. But I'm guessing it's the same thing about them that that's like okay, fine. Like I think unless you're talking uh, like some of the X-Men movies, legit like Wolverine Origins, legit got off the rails bad. Yeah. Um. Or like obviously the Joss Whedon justice league but like even suicide squad which is a bad terrible movie is got parts of it that's fine to watch you know yeah very weird it's very weird how uh angry we get like remember when dark knight rises was like shit on so much and it's like Uh well fuck man they just made the greatest one of all time (laughs) give them a goddamn minute you know meanwhile bane is like a breakout character yeah, that transcended amazing. everything in that. Mm-hmm. That I rewatched that not too long ago, and it's pretty good. I think everybody, I think Hathaway is good as Catwoman. I think Bane's great in it. I think that what people don't like is the ending. I don't, I, I don't corny think corny as shit. The, the ending is corny, and the whole Robin element is really fucking stupid. Yes. Um, but but still, well, whatever. People need to look at these movies, all of these movies, more like comic books, you know, like Dark Knight. Have you seen have you read the Frank those Frank is it Frank Miller yeah. the Dark Knight card comics? One of those like you can't even fucking the, the art is so fucking weird. You can't even tell who's entering the scene. That's why you can't take this shit seriously. Yeah, but like, like just because well, some of those suck or some of those are weird or make weird choices doesn't negate court of owls or some fucking detective comic 27 from 1961 or whatever the comic book filter is really weird yeah like the way you have to watch these because uh i'll this is a perfect way to segue into falcon and the winter soldier yes yes is like falcon's just a dude yeah he's like a peak level human yeah with an awesome suit with a killer yeah flying suit that that's doing all this shit you know, good personality, like, cool dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, fun yeah. guy to be around. Absolutely, yeah. I love, yeah. I really love Falcon. Anthony Mackie is so great in that. Yeah, I'm surprised. Oh. I'm gonna look at it. Keep going, keep going with your point. That That's pretty much it. Just uh, 
that like, Anthony Mackie kicks ass. Yeah, and he's in a bird suit. Yeah, he's he's in a very awkward jetpack essentially, mm-hmm. and he's fighting uh, intergalactic titans mm-hmm. and shit. And, uh, and alongside fucking gods and like you know, which is mil- billionaires yeah. with better billionaire suits, which is really saying something about how good the Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been mm-hmm. because I keep getting myself so invested in the storyline that I forget that like he's Falcon mm-hmm. and has this like bird suit. Yeah. And that's his only thing mm-hmm. while he's going up against all of these superhumans. Yeah, he feels very much like it feels I mean maybe this is stupid or maybe this has already been done, but he feels he he seems like a Batman almost. Like he's just without the money. Yeah. But he's like just a, a smart well, good dude with a lot it, of equipment. It's kind of uh, why it's a little disappointing uh, that the Netflix uh, stuff didn't work out. The yeah. Netflix Marvel, because the MCU is definitely lacking in street level. Yeah. Guys, you know? Yeah. Which I really think I, I know there's all this stuff is rumored too. we talk about Spider-Man, the new Far From Home or whatever the next one in that series is. But there's a lot of talk. The Daredevil from the Netflix is going to be in that. I think they should keep those characters, even if they're like, well, those stories are fudged or whatever. But um, who cares? Uh, I think uh, a lot of the talk around like when uh, the other Quicksilver came. Yeah. In WandaVision. Yeah. I don't really think people care that much if the storyline didn't work out. Just bring like the character back. Yeah. That's why I like what like if you look at DC. Yeah. Like they they're now allowing themselves a lot more wiggle room yeah we have two like, different jokers playing in different canon and, and batman there's yeah, a robert exactly. paddington batman and there's the and that's why so i said this years ago that uh what i've wanted these movies to be is the teenage Mutant ninja turtles forever where you get like yeah. see all these universes and i think that's kind of what the spider-man sequel is going to become is you're going to see all these different things and i think that's great that's why i fucking love that arrowverse crisis event because like literally you saw everybody from every batman and every animated series and everything and that rules because it makes it more it makes everything bigger and everything smaller so who gives a shit if 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 batman and robin if you didn't think it was a great movie who gives a fuck it, yeah. You love Dark Knight, right? Well, all of that shit is now tied into uh, Legends of Tomorrow. So fuck yourself if you don't like it, you know? Like, and I think that shit rules. Yeah. Um, but it, this Falcon the Winter Soldier this week, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I This show is a lot better than I thought it was going to be, especially so, after yeah. WandaVision. A hundred percent. And also it's like better not and not just as it better than i thought it would be it's they're doing sh- i never thought disney plus yeah would take on this fucked up globalization and again, stuff there's and... nothing else like it in the mm-hmm. mcu which no. is amazing to say when they've had so much stuff yeah and then they had the fucking loki trailer yep very good too which is a completely different fucking and world different and looks yeah. amazing and on top of that they get to play around with just looks styles and sets yeah again after wandavision which like was like so visually like what i'm curious about is what i love about all this stuff and multiverse of madness for the new doctor strange and everything is we're opening up all these different threads and ideas 
and Loki is definitely going to be playing in that world because that's what his that whole point is. Like, are we? we are we? Do you think we're ever going to get back to like a base timeline? We, we can't. We had yeah. the blip. Yeah. Like You're the right. the blip was okay. You've all fucking seen talking trees, mm-hmm. raccoons, and all this shit. You're on board for like stupid comic book ideas are mm-hmm. now mainstream. We can get away with it. Yeah. We don't need X-Men and black leather suits. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Anymore, yes. you That's know? Fun. Like we're done with 90s cynicism. Mm-hmm. We we can do this shit. So they're going to do it because you can't be post blip. Yeah. Where there is a subplot in every movie where half of humanity disappeared for five years yeah you can't have you can't be post blip and and then also just be like oh yeah everything's dark the thing i've been wanting so much from shit like this um is the the way that the flag smashers are in in the in the series and the way that they're discussing the ram learning about the ramifications of people that disappeared and came back is the shit that I am more into. That is what I want to see. Do you remember there was a show for a minute called Powerless that was on uh, yeah. like NBC? I want that show now in the Marvel Universe. I think we right. talked about this a while back, but like I want to know yeah. what does you and me, me two random comic idiots, what do we know about everything? I could no? have watched fucking Spider-Man Homecoming with no Spider-Man yeah. and just like the kids the vulture. dealing with it going to work nine to five just like them cleaning up and that's Mm -hmm. it like the vulture before they did any crime yeah you know so that shit is so interesting to me about how about all of that and the way that like that like i want to know what does a a normal 35 year old dude who lives in new york or lives in brooklyn yeah does he know everything about thanos that was one of the most fun things about shazam yeah Oh, was exactly. the kids being fucking Batman Superman stands? Yeah, very cool. Very so that's the shit. I yeah. So I would like to see them deal play in that a little more. But they, I think it needs to be played for comedy a little more because yeah, I feel and like not sadness where you well, can't this, get a fucking bank loan after saving the world. And yes, exactly. Working with all these fucking billionaires, well, but only because like, I love that we've had that. Yeah, I but I want to see the I want to see the other way of it playing out. And in this episode, of course, the turn of fucking the new Captain America snapping taking the the serum and murdering that dude that i never ever in a million years thought we'd see shit like that on disney plus you know it which is awesome it's keeping me guessing you know Mm -hmm. um and i rewatched recently uh first avenger captain america first avenger and it's kind of funny because like in captain america first avenger everything like this all these terms all these topics and ideas and theories were like said very like poetically and flowery so you could just be a hint and in this, they're like Captain America murdering a dude with his an innocent person with his shield. Like, yeah, it's like, no, not anymore. Now we are in this now, you know, um, so fuck really good. And then uh, what else is there for trending topics? And that's not I, I mean, that's not yeah. very American. Just the overreach of like power. Yeah. You know, there's in a, a thing foreign in, country. There's a thing in uh, in Ted Lasso. Uh, there's a. Uh, he's got these little army men that he, he's, you know, he's an American coaching a British soccer team and he's got these little army men that his son sent him and he gives them to one of the players who's apparently from like an African country. Mm-hmm. And 
He's like, oh, hey. Are they lone son- ranger action figures? No, they're like those. Those little- are my favorite army men. <laughs> they're like, oh, I got it. Uh, that guy loves eating people. <laughs> uh, they're like those little green You don't come guys. back from that. Sorry. Nope. Nope. Like they say there's no bad PR. Yeah, you can't get there. canceled. Well, found out a way to do it. Uh, Fucking cancel culture. You know, you eat a dude all of a sudden. Yeah. Can't get in nothing. Look at Dahmer. That guy fucking never came back. He Dahmer never did another stand-up set after all that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he gives this player one of the little army men. He's like, oh, my son sent these. Maybe you want it. You know, it'll be like a fun reminder. And he's like, oh, cool. And then, But then the player's like, ah, but I, I don't have this like romanticism for the arm, uh, the American military that you have. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, colonialism. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And it's really funny to just when jokes like that are played out, like it's not just us on Twitter. Everybody is thinking about these kind of things. Um, last thing for trending topics. I watched that new movie, Thunder Force. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't bad. It was we Stacey and I watched it last night. A lot of laughs, a lot of fun jokes. Uh, I wouldn't I don't know if I'd just, recommend just it. Just like your pedestrian uh, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is uh, really funny. Octavia Spencer, very funny. And also Jason Bateman's in it and he's very funny. So it, I mean, if you're trying to look at this through the lens of like a fucking uh, superhero movie or whatever, like, no, I love the idea of it. And I would love to see other people work on, like, I mean, uh, if the, the, the dude that did, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, WandaVision, that uh-huh. brain behind this theory, this story, oh, it would have been awesome. But that's yeah. not who it was. It was fucking Marilyn McCarthy's husband, Ben Falcone, writing it. And so we got what we got, and I enjoyed it. When it was right. over, I liked it. So uh, 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think that's a little low. I'd give it about a 60. You know, I'd say it's fresh. Yeah. But, uh, well, I, I think a lot of these Netflix movies are on a different scale. And I'll say that it did not have the problems that I think Netflix movies have. I was going into it thinking this movie was going to suck because it had a great cast and it had money, but it wasn't. I feel like everything about it was pretty good. You know, yeah, probably, we'll probably watch it tonight. So. Yeah. So check it out. Um, DMX is dead. That's very sad. Yeah. I uh, want to rewatch his uh, Jet Li movies. I remember yeah. really liking Romeo Must Die. Now, how's uh, your neighborhood been handling the news? Why? Oh, just playing DMX playing constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of DMX. The, They've been they they got a weak head start mm-hmm. over here. So and can you they imagine? Have ne- they have neither stopped nor dropped. No, they've just opened up shop. And where's he from? Because he's not even from here. He's from Mount Vernon, man. And he's from Queen. money earning Mount Vernon. Can you imagine if we fucking you know if like if we were here when uh, Biggie went out, the way New York would have handled it? You know? Oh yeah. Oh boy. Uh, I remember when uh, sad when Pops Pops Smoke passed away. That was like a two week period where just because he was from this area, this neighborhood even, and so just two weeks of just constantly everywhere you went, the grocery store, it was just you were hearing it. And it's, I mean, it's sad, but it's fun to, uh, what do you call it? Celebrate with more, yeah, and celebrate with a group of people like that. Yeah, yeah. So Uh, so I think that's it for trending topics. Was there anything else? Oh, WrestleMania Ah, just happened. The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Ryan C., Jennifer L., Matt S., Grammarholm, Edward S., Joan, Emmett, Christina, Hank, Mike, Brian, Sophie, Adam, and listeners like you.
All right, buddy. Uh, Christian Slater month. Slaperl. Slaperl. Rolling along. Uh, Slaperl get... showers. Oh, boy. Whoa. What do they bring? <laughs> Who uh... would, how would we find out? <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll find out in May. We're moving. We may. Yeah, next month it's gonna it, be May. It's gonna be May. The fourth be with you. By the way, I think it's very funny that Star Trek is now doing uh, First Contact Day, April fifth, like or April fourth. Like that wasn't a, April fifth. That wasn't a thing like ten years you, ago, was it? You gotta, you gotta lock these days down. You do, you do. You, ha- you gotta. Br- it's like in uh, Arrest yeah. Development. You gotta lock it down. Uh huh. National uh, Sibling Day just happened. Oh, you're you right. Know? Uh, well, speaking of national, this is the that's why we did this one, of course, because siblings yeah. play such a big role in brothers, it. brothers, brother, um, to brother, right? The song, a hundred percent. I know. Uh, gleaming the cube now. Uh, let's okay. gleam the fucking cube first. What was your experience with this movie prior to this week? Like, you know, when we picked it, um, this movie is a fucking fever dream to me. Oh, it's, so you remember defi- bits and pieces? Oh my god, yeah. Like, yeah, this this is a movie I have not seen since its initial run on HBO. Yeah, and I can remember the commercials on HBO mm-hmm. for the promoting Gleaming the Cube. Yeah, where like the commercial always had that scene of him going through the plate glass window. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I watched it then multiple times. Like I could remember certain beats. Like the makeover. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like the like, but I haven't seen the movie since then. But that's so and then funny. it was amazing rewatching it, how many little things that I was like, I have not thought about that for yeah. 30 years. I have not thought about that. And it's just it's it really was, funny. Uh, I'm kind of similar to you, but different, where I thought I had seen this movie a million times and just couldn't remember like that thing that happens where I'm fuzzy with what actually the plot was. Um, And also, but like now that I rewatched it, I'm like, Oh, I think I was remembering some parts of this, some random skateboarding, like may, I don't think actual bones brigade tapes, but some of that kind of shit that they would show on like Saturday morning sometimes because, and also I think maybe the version that I did see of this was a, edited for tv one that was probably you know because it's way darker than i remember uh i had no clue of what the plot was and i also hey, thought i it was just watched 90... the movie and i have no clue what the plot was <laughs> i i thought it was way fucking more skating i'm surprised that there was as much actual story and action in it i, I didn't remember that i thought this was gonna be Ernest goes to camp on a skateboard with that style of action, but this uh-huh. was more like fucking heat on a skateboard, you know, which I think is awesome. I think heat that's a for good teens thing. on a skateboard. Yes. Heat. Wait, they get all that. Uh, okay. So, uh, first off, so, so that's interesting. So we both came from it from like a, it's not a movie that we watched a million times and no back and forth. Um, no. so it came out in 88 or 1989, uh, directed by Graham Clifford, who, uh, is a big red dog. <laughs> that's right uh played by martin short somehow uh he he hadn't directed a lot of stuff <laughs> but he directed this movie francis about francis uh farmer or francis bean or something and mm-hmm. uh he got like that movie she like had oscar nominations but not him but he's most famous he edited the rocky horror picture show oh so that's pretty cool he's he was like a known editor real big you know popular editor um british dude 
I did think it was interesting that uh, second unit director mm-hmm. was Stacy oh, Peralta. That's right. Stacy Peralta directed all of the skating scenes. Yeah. Who is, if you don't know, Peralta Powell skate. He's the found. What, he was the producer or whatever you want to call it, founder of the Bones Brigade. He was the promoter. He was he was like the Vince McMahon. He wasn't yeah. a skater. He was the guy with the money behind it. Um, but he's also gone on to he directed the the Bones Brigade movies but then he also directed the the documentary that came out a few years ago he directed the z boys of dogtown documentary which was basically like z dog uh yep. z boys were like the first people to completely change it up in the 70s they're the ones who yeah, like and then the bone brigades like the second wave they came after yeah it was like tony alva's the one who like was original and then tony hawk was like 10 years so like the z boys were all born in like 1957 and then the, the Bones Brigade were all born in like 1967. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're like the next generation behind them. Um, uh, but he's like a legend. And he he also wrote the the Dog Boys of Z-Town movie that's got like Emil Hirsch and well, shit that's really it's good. It's these guys' inclusion in the movie that give this movie like any social relevance uh, well, to, what today. It, what I know? think it does is it makes it... Because then in the movie, once you get to the movie... Uh, uh, the skaters, uh, Tony Hawk is in it as Buddy. He's an yeah. actual character in the movie. Uh, Tommy Guerrero plays Sam. Uh, Yabo is, he's not a Bones Brigade skater, but he was a skater. He's, uh, what's his name? I can't fucking pull his name. But he, he's he's like an actual skater too. And Christian Slater learned to skate for the movie. And then he was backed up by Rodney Mullen and Mike McGee. And so, yeah. Uh, imagine Which- this movie if it if the skating looked like shit. Yeah, like the plot would... is cool and it's this action noir thriller, but imagine if the skating all looked like fucking shit, nobody would care. Yeah, so they did a good job of me- of mixing that and pretty cool because it's pretty interesting. The director, mm-hmm. like, if you think about skateboarding in the mainstream, he uh, in one of the interviews was talking about like, yeah, I saw it on Back of the Future, and that's about all I knew about it. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, so like I, I said this earlier in the show at the top of the show that I've been watching tons of skating stuff and Tony Hawk it's funny how much credit he gives to Back to the Future he's like the greatest skaters of the 90s wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Back to the Future and I think that's so interesting that yeah he's because like, it they, wasn't he was Bones the one Brigade. that stole he took the thing off he that's what he says is he's like uh, people give Bones Brigade the credit for the 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 resurgence of skating and everything but he's like it wasn't it was fucking marty mcfly way more than tony yeah. hawk and i love that I think that's, that's where so we fun. learned that hoverboards don't work on water that's right um uh-huh. god uh, uh, i also thought yeah, it was cool ahead. rodney mullen he's uh oh. christian slater's stunt double well so go, go ahead and say what you're or one say. of them but yeah. uh he i i i think it was either hammer mcgee yeah that set the record for the 540 Oh sure, yeah. That in, was in, yeah. in one of the documentaries. They were like, and he set the record. He has the record and cr- created the move, the five forty. Yeah, which is kind of funny because I know eventually Tony Hawk did, did the, the nine hundred. Well, that's yeah. the thing is, so okay, so my notes are really fucking all over the place, but I'm very stoked for this episode. And since I've been watching all this comic stuff, so Mike McGee, uh, he he did the Mick Twist which is like he invented that like in 81. And these guys, everybody, or Mike McGill, not McGee, McGill, all these guys, the Bones Brigade, and all these skaters that are in this movie, they are they invented everything. So between yeah. Rodney Mullen, Mike McGill, 
uh, uh, Tony Hawk, uh, Steve, uh, what is Stacey Peralta? Alabama? Well, Stacey wasn't skating oh. all that much, but these guys are the guys who they invented everything that became skating. So when you see, like when you see Christian Slater in the movie doing cool tricks in the pool, that's Mike McGill because that's what Mike McGill did. Now, when you see him doing the shit where he's dancing on the board and riding the board upside down and stuff and skitching on it and stuff, that is uh, Mullen because that's what Mullen did. And so to put those two together, it's like you took two of the great. It's like in this movie, your backup was uh, fucking yeah. Tom Brady and Emmett, Emmett Smith. Like, right. That's who you see when you see the Christian Slater. And it's fucking brilliant. And then the add it's in, like you got Carrot Top and Ed Asner. In exactly. One. And then add in the shit with all the other skaters that are in it. So Tommy Guerrero, one of the best skaters of that era, also Bones Brigade member. Um, fucking super weird thing is the part later on in the movie where he goes, he's on the freeway and he goes under the semi truck. Yes, that is Mark Gator. That's Gator, who's Mark Rogowski or whatever, who a year after this movie comes out, fucking murdered his girlfriend, buried her in the fucking desert, and then went back to LA and competed in a contest. And it, wow, he he snapped. He and he's in prison for the rest of his life. But like Good. all of these skaters they all were the shit skater. It's not just Ren he, And that's the thing. The guy that played Yabo, he's gone on to be an actor and everything like that. And he's also great friends with the beastie boys. He like grew up with the beastie boys and stuff. Yeah. He was a, also a well-known skater, but just wasn't part of this life. The other crazy friend of theirs is the guy that played Grimmick, who doesn't have a lot of lines in the movie, but he's there the whole time. Whenever the skaters are there, that's Christian Jacobs. Who's the lead singer of the Aquabats who created Yo Gabba Gabba. And so he was a teen actor who could skate a little bit. So he got cast in this movie. He became yeah. friends with all the Bones Brigade kids, started filming shit with them, found the punk scene, started Yo uh, Aquabats. And like, look at it 30 years later where these people are, you know? Uh, yeah. Christian Slater was talking about how the set was mm -hmm. like crazy because there were like girls there every day for, and fans there for mm -hmm. the skaters. Like they're trying to do a movie. Yeah. And, and he's Bones supposed to be Brigade. the star. And and yeah. And everybody's there for those guys. Yeah. Everybody's like he, so, seen Tony Hawk. Who's the he fifth was telling lead. A story where Willie Nelson was on set. <laughs> That's so cool. And nobody could give a shit about Willie. Yeah. Nelson. Cause they only wanted to see fucking Mike McGill or whatever. Yeah. yeah. God, that's awesome. It's I, if you have Mike McGill was the skateboarder that would go around on the top of a bus. Right. No, you're thinking like a of, tour bus. No, you're thinking of Teen Wolf. No, McGilla McGrill. Oh, okay. You knew it had something to do. We knew it had something to do with an anthropomorphized animal. Yeah. Uh, but goddamn. So, yeah. So, uh, that's the thing I love about this world is all these different actual skaters in there. And Christian Slater. We even talked about the giant list of fucking character actors. Oh, totally. Well, Christian like, Slater. Everybody Christian, that yeah. isn't Christian Slater in this movie, mm -hmm. like, where the where have I seen that totally. guy? That's why literally every character I'm like, uh, his dad is this actor. He was on this. And then eventually I just had to be like, they're in fucking everything. Because if you look up their IMDb, they're in everything. The yeah. only person in this movie who didn't go on to be in a million different things is Tina, the actress who played Tina. She's only in three movies. This, uh, uh, maybe The Golden Child, and that's it. And like one other random movie that I never heard of. Yeah. But she was great. I don't know why she's not in a million movies. Maybe she quit acting or whatever, but um, 
Yeah, it's really crazy. And the writer, so the writer who wrote this, uh, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, Michael Tolkien, he wrote uh, his- Lord first, of the Rings. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're right. He he wrote the movie, The Player, which, which he wrote the book and then wrote the movie and got nominated for an Oscar for it. Um, which is like a great Tim Robbins movie from like 80, what year? Or no, 92 or whatever. But he also wrote uh, Escape from Dianora. Is that what that's called? Which was a big show from like two years ago that was on Amazon. Escape from Escape at Danamora, which is about a prison escape that like Ben Stiller and him produced, which was like a big deal like recently. So it's like these people are still doing shit. Yeah, you can totally tell this is like an early writer's screenplay because... Like he's trying to do way too much. Yeah. So like there is a lot going on. Do we want to, what do you want to, let's go through the plot quick or what quick, you know, let's go through the plot. And then after that, let's talk about our feelings with it. Cause I kind of think we might have different feelings and we can go into what our concerns with it or what didn't work or what we did. Well, the movie opens like you would expect it to, you know, just uh, a group of teenagers skating around an airport. airport. You know, which is funny because that's John, that's John Wayne Airport, and I've flown out of John Air- Wayne Airport. Oh, that's where before. the Pilgrims landed, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it that like apparently in the IMDb it says that that airport was remat- remodeled re- immediately. It looks like the Cedar Rapids Airport, <laughs> and if you go there, it looks like, like it looks like fucking. Uh, it's a huge yeah. airport. It looks like LaGuardia in real life. But in this movie, it looks like fucking the airport my dad used to fly out of. You know, it looks like nothing. They're just a pack of kids skating around, yep. going up to pilots and shit, trying yeah. to pay them to give them a flight. So they can fly over Calif- like Southern California and find empty pools. Yeah. Which, which is such a fun thing. And immediately once they jump into the plane, they're tagging it. They put up like their Tony Hawk yeah. stickers and shit. That's funny that he puts the Tony Tony yeah. Hawk puts up a Tony Hawk sticker. So in the world of this movie, you've got to understand that this is a kid who's a fan of Tony Hawk who's being who looks played, just like him. Who looks just like him and is being played by him. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh and they, they put all up have the, great style too. They put up the, the kid old in the suicidal tendency hat. Mm-hmm. They know? put up the old school uh 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 Bones Brigade stickers, both of them. Uh, which I thought was cool. And then they call the dude James. Yeah, that's what most drivers here are called, right? They just keep calling him James. You can tell that they all were, because Christian Slater is like uh, six months younger than Tony Hawk or whatever. Yeah. So you can tell they were all of the same age and really found a rapport. And they liked Christian Slater because he, three months, he just like. Just learned, yeah. Dove rode in. Like he was a okay skateboarder. Yeah. Like, and, especially for that yeah it's funny he joked around he was like well you can't really learn to skateboard that really goes to show you how much it's changed but he was like can't really learn to skateboard in manhattan yeah yeah it's totally. like want to bet bro nowadays but what's funny is he um so uh uh he he said Christian Slater has said in an interview there's a great little like 10 minute interview with him and tony hawk from like, oh, yeah. two years ago i saw that yeah and he said that he could never figure out ollieing, and that's what really bothered him. Was like all he wanted to do because he thought if he could ollie, then that would just help so much in editing and stuff. But he couldn't make it work. But what Tony, I saw an interview with Tony Hawk where he's talking about how they were blown away because uh, he didn't know how to skate, but then when he got the movie, figured out how to skate, and they were like, and he was good enough that it worked. It helped yeah, them. He was able to skate by. But the only the first movie they all did was they did Police Academy Four. 
And the beginning of that, David Spade was already a skater because he was a teenager who knew how to skate. Yeah. But the other actors on set were like, I'm not going to fucking skate. No fucking way. No, you're a you're a stunt double. You do it. Yeah. And so they they had come off police academy where they were like, we're going to shoot for one night. We have the whole city of Toronto do whatever the fuck you want. And they said they would do stuff where like they found that if they would be like, oh, this trick is too dangerous, then they'd give them extra money. So they would just keep pretending that this but then well that, played. Those dudes then go on and do uh, uh, Gleaming the Cube. And it was such a different experience because Stacey Peralta is directing them and the, the actor actually knows how to skate. So it's such an easier yeah. transition. And I thought that was really fun that Citizens on Patrol, one of my favorite childhood movies, de- led right into this movie, which I it's think is fun. Funny. It's, it's uh, funny too saying that because the director mm-hmm. in one of the interviews I was watching uh, talked about how early in the production, he mm-hmm. would try and skateboard. Oh, that's and, funny. And then the producers like, were like, you got found <laughs> out about it. And we're like, no. Yeah. No. That's so yeah. funny. And like the insurance well, shut like, it down. During the filming, there's the part later on where uh, Brian, Christian Slater's, in my notes, I kept calling him Slater. I just have to Me call too. him that. Me but too. Like, Brian my, is. Eventually, skating. I get the Brian, but yeah. When he gets, ch- when he gets uh, chased by the motorcycle by those guys motorcycles motorcycles one of those motorcycles actually hit when it was mike mcgill hit him broke his ribs broke his leg he had to go to the er and shit and so like it was there was actually danger on set uh there's a scene uh yeah and, dude and, and a, a fantastic gleaming the cube not like right. massage in the cube you got to gleam that fucker in the in the in the big scene at the towards the end the hill scene where the, all the skaters are going to the hill Tony Hawk showed in that interview to this day that he's got a scar on his arm from that yeah. because he just couldn't, he had to bail because I got, he couldn't. I know. still got scars from my job working at the pizza place. Me too, but well, those, uh, those ovens are hot. I got emotional scars. A lot of girls broke up with me in the walk-in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it, yeah. Though uh, when they're flying, looking for pools, mm-hmm. it's funny because that just seems so crazy stupid and outlandish yeah like nobody would do that but apparently stacy peralta would do that that was a very common thing because that's how yeah. they had it work yeah uh, so he was telling the story about uh they found a pool mm-hmm. right him and his friends that uh, a fireman had it was like the perfect pool oh, nice. and it was the perfect person to do it in their backyard because if they because, fucked up no the fireman oh. was three days like you know, oh, he'd go. He'd be at the station. He'd be at the fire station for yeah. like three days straight. So they figured out the fireman's schedule, mm-hmm. and then would just go skate in his backyard pool, oh, all, like it. while he's at the firehouse well, making chili with the boys. That's what's funny when you uh, when you see all those Bones Brigade videos from back then. Is all, they're all none of that shit's legal. They're in like fucking. Yeah. Like you could watch one of those movies in 1989 and be like, the fuck, that's our backyard. God damn it. You know? Yeah. Uh, okay. So they're in the plane and they're one of my, one of the most iconic lines of any movie of all time already is when Tony Hawk goes, Oh, I can see my house. There's my pizza hut. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I don't, want pizza hut for dinner tonight. I don't remember this movie the way that I remember a lot of movies from my childhood, but every single time I'm in an airplane and I, when you fly over a city, I always think, Oh, there's my pizza hut. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's so good. Um, Apparently, so they parachute out of the plane. Or <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> oh no! I just 
they were able to make it to that uh, pool pretty quickly. Well, editing. pretty much just yeah, I know it's you know, editing. This guy edited Rocky. Horror, it might have been. It might have been later the next day, and they were all still wearing the same clothes. I I what I like is the uh, the movie in other countries was known as A Brother's Justice, Skate or Die, and then in the Philippines it's called Challenge to Win Again. <laughs> Just fun, fun titles. Uh, and all make more sense mm-hmm. than Gleaming the Cube. But Gleaming the Cube sounds way cooler yeah. than and all I, of those. I was curious about that. I've tried to find it on the internet, but was Gleaming the Cube a literal term? Because Yabo explains Yabo, what it means. Yeah. There, there had to have been like another scene yeah. with like Yabo doing mushrooms or something yeah. to like give us... Yeah. What the fuck gleaming well, a cube is? Well, you know, he tells you what it is. It, there's he a part, gleams on it. He explains that it's when you're riding it when yeah. you're and you're doing it just for the thing. But I'm wondering, it, it, like in 1985, if we were at a skate park, would somebody say, oh, you're gleaming well, the cube? Or is that like it, made up? No, maybe after the movie came out. Yeah. Like gleam that cube, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, it is very interesting, too, like. The uh, director guy talks about how skateboarding is such a metaphor for this movie. And mm-hmm. it really is because skateboarding is like a solo, like do it your own. Like yep. it's the sport for loners, yes. essentially. You know, it's the kid can go out, do all these tricks by themselves and everything. And uh, Christian Slater, mm-hmm. he is, it's left up to him to solve his brother's murder. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. So, yeah. okay. One thing that I think is kind of neat is that the pool they do decide on is in Garden Grove, which uh-huh. is the famous sublime, sublime Garbage Grove. Um, so then we talked about the the different, all the different Yabo, skaters. It, he, he wipes out. Yep. And gets hit, hits his head. And that guy that's like, I'm going to sue their parents. Can I sue their dads? Of course I can yeah. sue their dads. Can they sue me? <laughs> <laughs> that guy was good. It was also, great. like, he's talking about getting his pool refinished where mm-hmm. it's just a little, it's just a little bit of Yabo blood. It like, is. Clorox that shit blood comes out of concrete part of the reason I was I've never skateboarded and one of the main reasons is because of how scary the idea of that is of getting there's so much blood in that pool there (laughs) is it's like I god fucking Yabo's a squirter yeah thank you uh and then that's when uh that's right when we first uh uh, see the cop yeah uh who that actor is very familiar but he's not in anything like he's in Scarface Oh, well, yeah, he was in Scarface. He's Pacino's he... hot, like, younger dude. Yeah. That hooks up with his sister and then gets shot. But he looks, the, my thing is that he looks like you would have seen him in a million things, but I can't, he's, he's a good he's looking a guy. Of, they should have, you know, he, but he's everybody's not... in a million things. The other cop with him. Yeah, yeah. Is, I, he was the one that was getting me, the yeah. one that Harley talks. Yeah. But, like, he's in shit, and eventually I figure it out. He's the general manager of a major league. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but and I a think cop in like 20 different TV shows. So the cop Lucero, I like him. I think he's a good character. The yeah. funniest thing about this thing is, is like, is one, is there one fucking cop in Los Angeles? Like every situation they always go, Dude, if we get introduced to him at yeah. a breaking and entering mm-hmm. into a pool. And that later he's doing a homicide. Like he's <laughs> and all. Okay. So like, There's okay. So a thing about him that I think is really interesting is uh, one of uh, some of this movie does really well, which I wonder at the time it, it doesn't make LA feel like LA. Like in my head, this movie, when I was a kid, I thought this movie took place like in Wyoming or something. Yeah. I, it doesn't feel like Los Angeles. It feels like you're in a suburb, a small thing. 
they go out to the woods a little bit. It doesn't have that feeling of like Beverly Hills, like the way that most of those movies do, um, which I think is probably a really cool thing. It, you know, like you see them. There's one part where they jump the uh, L.A. River, like in mm-hmm. the little thing. But that's like the most Los Angeles part of it. Um, but other than that, like I bet, oh, I bet skateboarders in Omaha could have been like, well, this could have been Omaha, you know, this could have been Des Moines in Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Except for we just don't have that many pools. Yeah. Um. So the kid that plays Vinny uh, or Vin, his brother, is a guy named Art Chibadala, Chidabala, who has been in a ton of movies too, and now he edits and he's a uh, like oh. because like edits television and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Um. And one, so he goes, so basically that cop yells at him and I was trying to figure out, I thought that, is that where the cop, is that where Lucero meets Brian? Yes. Cause it kind of feels like they, I was always, I already know each other. Like, well, considering Brian is a ruffian doing all of this stuff and Lucero is the only cop in Orange County. Yeah. So maybe that's it. They they had to have, yeah. I was waiting. That's like a thing. I kept waiting for them to have like a moment where like Lucero's at their house for dinner and you find out that that's his uncle or something, you know? Yeah. I kept waiting for some other moment to happen with him. Lucero is um, more like a loose cannon. Thank you. It, I, that's one of my notes later in this. It's like they wanted, they're, they're like, okay, your rigs from, uh, you, you saw Lethal Weapon last year, right? You got Riggs. that rigs jacket. And he's like, for he's sure. like, I can't be, I'll he's be discount rigs. I got to act a little different, you know? Drinks. Uh, the only reason he's not Riggs is because he's a good enough actor to say, I'm not going to be Riggs. Right. Um, but uh, one thing, oh, so, so then he goes home and him and his brother, his adopted brother, Vin, who this movie did what I think is it did such a good job with dealing with race, especially yeah. for the time. Like, if they, I feel like for this the time movie, it is like it, 10 out of 10, like the I think today of it's race. doing it. I yeah, think that's today what I'm saying. it's really well. I, and you don't get um, that in 1990. You don't get that in 2007. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think it did a really good job, which is like themes. I didn't even like fully like I feel like I would have to watch it a few more times to really grasp all the themes of the fallout of the Vietnam War and stuff that's in mm-hmm. this. Like that's the reason he's adopted is because of you got to think of all the babies that didn't have parents after the Vietnam War and stuff. Yep. It's like, oh, he's 18. He was born in. OK, that makes sense. He was born in 1970. That's why is Vietnam War. Um, and they're, they're playing chess, which I think is such a fun, that's like a, such a Mo- Count of Monte Cristo thing where the, the two guys were always playing chess and they're kind of at odds, but they're also friendly, but like, you can tell they weren't chess close. Chess is great for that. I mean, yeah. you got Magneto and Professor X. Exactly. Exactly. It, you know, um, uh, it's a man sport. Uh, <laughs> but one thing too, that's fun about this, the, and this is just like my dumb brain is so when when Brian's sitting there in bed, he's listening to his Walkman. And the song is Right Now by Johnny Rad, which is not a real song. That's a song made for one of the Bones Brigade movies, The Search for Animal Chin. Yeah. So, so you got to It's one of those situations where he's like watching that Bones Brigade tape as, you know, before this movie, a year before this. And he's like, I love that song. So he had to take his Walkman, put it up to the TV, press record, to then listen to it because they never put that song out. So we, that's how he was listening to it. And so it's kind of like, I love that little in world. It's like, cause I used to do DIY that. baby. You know, it's how I would listen to that. Like SNL sketches when I was a kid is I'd listen yeah. to them on my talk boy. Literally is what I was using. You don't buy singles. Yeah. You, you tune into the top 10 countdown on your favorite radio station. Yeah. And record that onto your tape. Also that like, 
I, we haven't done pump up the volume yet, but there is a lot of similarities between these characters he's well, playing. He, he, Dan or uh, Brian really has to pump up the volume in his hair. Yeah, you're right. every day. Yeah, and anytime he's skateboarding, it gets even bigger. Oh yeah, well because the those wigs. stunt double wig. Yeah, yeah, stunt double wig is a lot of fun in this. I uh, and then so so then his brother is like, uh, he's got his brother. They have a good. Gr- they have a good little relationship. Yeah, they're they're you not. Know? You can they're not tell adversarial and they're very different. He used to be adversarial, but yeah. now they have like a good he, relationship. He fucking hated Frisbee. Yeah. You know, oh, they, and now they love it. chess. And they, they got it come, on video. <laughs> they've, he doesn't like Frisbee. It's Man. stupid. They've uh, come a long way. Uh, brother to brother. Uh, so then, so, and then his brother is working for this guy, this, this, this video uh, store owner, video store the owner, colonel, the colonel, video store owner slash medical supply runner well so the, so i think what it is is that the company that's that that was kind of our so the the main guy the main bad guy who's what's his name lindale or whatever yeah he um lawndale lawndale owned the video store lawndale aka george's boss from seinfeld yeah 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 from the well, when he worked for the yankees uh so lawndale owned was was bringing in guns and using all these smaller companies he owned, like the video store, to uh, okay. fudge the money, to like launder yeah. it. And so he starts and, seeing, and the guns. Yeah. Like this this is again where we're getting like deep plot, unnecessary exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, but whatever. It makes for good podcast. Mm-hmm. The guns, they're running guns to help with the Vietnamese anti communist. Yeah. Uh so they're still fighting for they're trying to get help in Viet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but so, and, and, and Vinny, his brother figures it out. He's like, why do we have all this money for this medical equipment? We're a fucking video store. And he's trying to get to the bottom of it. Cause he thinks somebody is like doing something yeah. illegal. Like Whoa. he thinks one of the coworkers is doing something illegal. And then yeah. Lawndale catches him. It is weird that he's even got that job. Well, I think it's that he's it's like, why yeah. he's an easy accountant for a video store no at the age of 18 i don't think so i think he's not i think he's doing books i worked when i worked at pizza hut just Uh like and fucking tony hawk's character buddy could oh yeah well you gotta do that's different at the end of the night you do books you gotta do books you do five books (laughs) and then you get a free that's right small personal pan pizza you just gotta book it but when i was working if all of a sudden if if i was doing books at the united pizza or even at blockbuster because i also when i was 18 did books at blockbuster if all of a sudden you started seeing weird inconsistencies you'd be like what the fuck is happening yeah so i totally understand that thing of being like why are we 550 dollars off every night you know what i mean and then your owner the boss being like ah just don't worry about it you're like well that's 550 fucking dollars i make five dollars and 15 cents an hour let's worry about it (laughs) Uh, that's 50 fucking hour. Uh, but so, so he starts trying to do some investigating, not realizing what is going to happen. Yeah. What happens is Lawndale and like one of his other, like another Vietnamese associate, take him to a hotel, question him. Well, he breaks into the, uh, oh yeah. Medical yeah. facility. He goes into the medical facility. He could just let, going let it be, you know, that's what one of his problems is. The kid just like walks into this medical facility, mm-hmm. you know? Well, There's those security, security guards, we see them later. They're bumblers. <laughs> also, why do you need two dipshit security guards when you've got well, Vietnamese dudes that'll kill for you? We, I don't think we've seen those guys. I think they just get hired. Oh yeah, later after when they murder their other guy twice. Yeah, 
Because so, that place is getting broken. Like, yeah. So, so basically, the brother gets taken to the hotel where they they're interrogating him because they don't know what he knows. He doesn't really know anything, but the 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 muscle fucks up and kills him. Yeah. So then they hang him to make it look like it was a suicide. But the wow. thing is, too, the muscle. He he's had it happen to him before. You know. <laughs> yeah. He's. He got choked. He was fine. He shouldn't yeah. have choked the kid. The that is why I know I didn't watch the the video version I had as a kid wasn't this version because that shot of him hanging is uh, alarming. <laughs> like that is graphic. Yeah, and that's one of the things burned into my brain. So oh, it's that's probably fun. better that you don't remember. Yeah, that no, not at all. Because I literally knew. fun skateboarding movie. Didn't even know his brother died when I was thinking back on this. I thought the his poor brother was housekeeper. Missing. Yeah. lady she doesn't even get a fucking day off no she she's... finds a dead body and she's back to fucking linens and that's one of those things so the next day they find the dead body and they the way that the the hotel owner is like i don't know some chinese guy and the cop the only cop in in fucking california is like he's not chinese he's vietnamese and he's like yeah they all look alike and he's like no they don't and the way they they didn't do like a yeah i'm gonna bite my tongue it was like a specific no they don't <laughs> you know and I yeah. think that's very, that's the, I'm so shocked for 1987 about that. Um, and especially just watching uh, with today, what's happened this uh, last couple months yeah. in the last year, especially watching a uh, 1990s movie where like talk about mul multiple Asian uh, people in the cast and it's just like played straight. That's you know? a, well, that's the thing is some of the Asian cast, some of the Vietnamese cast are bad guys, but they're played as bad guys, not as like it's not generic race bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's well, a thing the that Asian muscle kid. He's driving around listening to fucking Motown. Covers that's right. Yeah. In a 1950s like greaser. Like he's totally like the uh, kid yeah. buying into American culture. You could tell. Um. So then he's at school. The thing, the one of the saddest things in a movie is yeah. when the dad's got to go to school to tell him. And all I remember is like weird shit about growing up when you like, when you would hear like, oh, this person needs to go to the office. And then later you found out it's because their dad got hit by a train or whatever. Yeah. And it's like that thing of him and then him throwing his skateboard and just being really heartbroken. And especially the way they shoot it. The, yeah, you always have to shoot that really far away. Yeah. You know, and from the perspective of the principal that dropped him off outside to like, hey, you got to go talk to your dad and yeah. get uh, pun an absolute gut punch. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's happening in this movie that you don't notice. Like later on, when you see the tape of him when they're playing Frisbee and he doesn't want to fucking do it. and It's his birthday <laughs> and his dad's just trying to amp him up and you see his dad watching that and you just that thing of him being confronted with how shitty he was acting as a brother for no reason. And as a, yeah. no, it's that, that makes that scene even more heartbreaking, even though we hadn't seen that scene yet, because when he finds out his brother's dead, he's thinking about it. that's the shit that's in his head, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. Oh, and there's so only one thing to do when your brother, you find out your brother's dead and you get pulled out of school early. You got to go be the greatest skateboarder <laughs> of all time. Rodney Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. one thing one thing that's funny in that scene when he's skating and when he's like pissed and he's skating in that warehouse yeah, this is rage is, skate scene one yeah not McGill, to be confused with rage skate scene two uh mike mcgill i don't know which is which but mike mcgill and rodney mullen skate different one skates goofy foot and so if you were like a, a keen eye 
you could watch that scene and see it, where they're cutting. It's the editing in all of the skate scenes is fun to try yeah. and break apart because you well, know Christian Slater is not doing all of it. Mm-hmm. And also uh just I love the wig. Yeah, the wig is very funny. And and the, the wide shots with the sunset behind him. So he looks a lot darker. Mm-hmm. And uh you can use that for like the skate jig. That's right. What is yeah. that? Yeah. The, the, oh, yeah, jigging on doing, the board. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's so Rodney Mullen is so interesting. If you haven't gone, go to YouTube after the show and watch his TED talks. He's so interesting because I won't he, get bored for 10 years. He's all he's he's crazy. The way he talks is crazy. For one, he's like a Southern California dude, but he's also kind maybe on the spectrum. So he's like thinks a lot different than most people. And he was the greatest street skater, the world champion for 10 years. And then in the early 90s, streets getting disappeared. Yeah. And so he was like, what the fuck do I do? And he had to figure out a way to do it. So what he did is he started taking these those that shit he's doing when he's what it jigging on the board, whatever you call it. He started figuring out how to do that in skate uh, in vert ramps and stuff. And that's what made things like uh, the 900s and all those things start happening because he started making that. He, he took his skills and made it work in a different way. Oh yeah, and I remember oh, the nine hundreds. Couple of plagues. <laughs> uh, that was about it. Uh, boy, so many skate. I watched Danny Wade jump the fucking uh, uh, wall at Great Wall Springfield of China Gorge. the other day. Great Wall of China, and it, oh, I love it. Um, so okay, so there we go. His funeral is very sad. I like. I I do like that all of his friends went to the funeral, but he didn't. He showed up late well, on the skateboard. And he just, gets an excuse. His brother died. So I agree. He, but I He's also, a loner anyways. I feel like in some other movies of the, with this type of scene, his friends wouldn't go to the funeral. They yeah. wouldn't think to do that. And I like that they did because um, I like how that feels realistic. They say he's a bad kid, mm-hmm. but he's not. It's just this. You know, stuff. he has some attitude stuff he could work on here or there. But like, yeah, as far as a teenager goes and stuff. Yeah. You know? Especially get, for how little his parents care about him or his brother. Yeah. They're just never around. No. They allow both of their kids to just like go break into medical facilities, yeah. do like undercover fucking Hardy Bros. Fucking shit. L- sneak in and out of that bedroom any time of the night they yeah. fucking need. They, uh, they get, he let, the let only fuck time the dad they, ever they shows fuck- Half the time dad shows up, it's to bring his son home from jail. Yeah. Uh, or to be sadly watching videos that he'd rather forget of frisbee parties. Um, I I honestly the impression I got, and I think this is giving maybe too much credit, but I think they kind of referenced that when they adopted him, when they adopted Vinny, Christian Slater didn't hand it well, and yeah. I kind of got the impression that while he might be a normally nice kid, that he's been kind of an asshole, legit well, they- asshole for. 10 years or seven they, years. Well, over. they, they address that in uh, the scene, the Frisbee watching scene. Yes, exactly. When he's yeah. talking to his dad and he's like, you know, remember dad, uh, before we adopted Vinny, we went to Disneyland. Oh yeah. And then he goes, yeah, I got kicked out for pissing on goofy. Yeah. It's Donald duck or know, Donald duck. Yeah. Yeah. Posterity reasons. So funny. But yeah. So he's like, see, I was a handful back then before we even got him. Yeah. You know, I, I like how they deal with that weird family shit. I feel like they're real. I feel like this for being such a outlandish story. 
it yeah. feels so grounded and stuff. So the things about how there's only one cop, you're like, well, I guess there's a fucking reason. <laughs> like, well, you know, like you. it's obvious they're trying to make a movie worth watching and include as much skateboarding as possible. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I don't know why they had to make it L.A. unless they didn't. They couldn't do that. Everybody flying. was there. Well, no, 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 no. I yeah. But I mean, they could have said they could have filmed all those scenes and said this is. Blooms right. Bloomington, Indiana, except yeah. for the part where they're flying over and you see Disneyland. So maybe they just couldn't get that. Or the pools must have been part of it or something. Make it Hollywood, Florida or something like it just feels like it didn't need to be Los Angeles. And then a lot of these things about the cops and stuff wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. Um, I like when he goes and puts the, the the king on the coffin again. Very account of Monte Cristo ish. Um uh i oh this is where my notes say that the movie did feel very grounded and uh it, the way that it deals with the skateboarding the way that it dealt with the asian community the way it dealt with vietnam it was all very realistic and none of it felt cartoonish yeah like, they weren't doing every one of them wasn't doing the greatest they weren't all doing 900s every time they were on the skateboard or they weren't all the best <laughs> skaters of all time every time How, they were on the skateboard however uh during the end Christian mm -hmm. Slater never misses an opportunity to do like a tiny trick. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, when he's, he's like, going to okay, when he's going to the when he's going to the girl's house and he's yeah. going down the hill and he keeps doing like the weird slant thing. Or he's like chasing the bad guy at the end and he's mm -hmm. like doing unnecessary cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is fine, you know. I'll um, allow it. Like, and then we get what like one of my favorite parts in the movie mm -hmm. as a rewatch uh, after the funeral. He's getting ready to go like solve the murder essentially. Yeah. And there's just a shot of Tony Hawk grabbing pizza, putting it into the van, the truck, the awesome pizza. Hut yeah. Truck. The pizza truck, which I would have killed for. I, had I to deliver, still would. I had to deliver pizzas in a goddamn green geo Metro. Yeah. But basically it's just that shot. And then, uh, Christian Slater, Sl Christian Slater, yeah. Brian, he just skates by to say, uh, what's up? See you at the ramp later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that shit. But it's just also to establish Tony Hawk is in this movie and he's got a job at Pizza Hut and he's um, friends with Brian. Let's move or let's buzz through this because uh, we don't need to get we don't need every single plot beat. But yeah, because so, this is him. He's got he's going to take the notes that's of right. his brother, uh, the accountant notes. One thing he does is every time he does the right thing, he goes to the cops and it talks about this. Like yeah. he's literally like, these why cops would I might as well up? be horror movie cops. Yeah. That's even, how little they care about what's going on. Even Lucero, who's on his side or wants to be helpful, is like, fuck it. He's like, I don't care. And he's like, so then he does this stuff on his own, you know, goes, goes and, and, investigates ends up seeing the murder of fucking whatever his name what whatever yeah that the kid that Bobby inadvertently Wynn. choked out his brother Bobby yeah. Nguyen uh so but Which he's I only... love how he's getting around half the time because it, I apparently if you skateboard in an 80s movie you're most of the time you're just grabbing onto the yeah, back you're of sketching other vehicles. like crazy yeah. now and every say... time yeah. a driver is driving and somebody sketches they have to do a double take. That's right. It's them driving, seeing the mirror, and then yeah, you got the sketch double take, and you look, and there they well, are. Well, the, the crazy thing of oh, so like I we okay, I liked this movie. I think this movie was really good, and I liked it way more than I thought I would. Uh, I my I have a couple issues with it. 
One of my issues with it is this isn't even an issue. This is just a thing I think is so weird is in the scene where the motorcycle guys are chasing him. So he grabs onto the ladder of that van. Yeah, it's sweet. What does the driver of the van think is happening? Why does he think three motorcycles are right on his ass? And like what? Like he's you would be freaking out because he he might not know Christian Slater's there, but you do see three scary motorcycles chasing your van. Yeah. You'd stop. And then Chris later smashes fucking teeth into the back. Yeah. He should have died plenty yeah. of times. If it wasn't a movie. Uh, he's I very do, dead. Uh, I like when, okay. So buzzing through this some more uh, things, just things, scenes I liked and stuff is uh, uh, I like when he says the, to the cop, he says uh, he's uh, Christian Slater says to Lucero. If I had a dog like you, I'd shave its ass and teach it to walk backward, which is, Something my dad used to say all the time. So now I'm like, wait, did my dad steal that from this? Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a part where he's like, when he tells the cop that he didn't, that uh, his brother killed himself. Uh, and they're like, uh, I like, it's that thing I always like in movies where it feels very real. It's not him. Oh, I can't go to the cops. Cause what will they say? He literally tells the cops what, ha- what he thinks. And why would I lie about this? Like, yeah. Why would I be? And they do that later too. When after those kids are chased, the dudes are chasing on the motorcycles. They're like, the those guys say that you called him a slur and stuff. And he's like, yeah, that sounds just like me, you yeah. know. And it's like, well, no. Even this cop already knows that he would never say that kind of shit to these kids. Um, so he goes. Oh, also, little thing about Yabo. He goes to Yabo's house, and Yabo like bedroom or whatever fun little room is a a, a bomb fucking shelter. bomb shelter. It's like oh, he's living amazing. in a fucking turtle sewer, dude. And who his, doesn't want Yabo's fucking house? I thought that was his bedroom at first, and I was like, wow, until he climbs up the ladder, and I get it. Yeah. But first off, Yabo's mom is Rita Rudner, who's bare, not even in this movie. She was the biggest female comedian on earth. It'd be like if Sarah Silverman played the mom. In fucking uh, uh, like in a movie for like two well, seconds. The actor who plays his dad is a stand-up comic too. Mm. That's awesome. I didn't see that, but and his sister, Yabo's sister, horny as shit for Christian yeah. Slater. Yeah, we don't even get like there's, there's no a payoff whole, or nothing. There's a whole plot. Yeah, over there, that's we don't a whole other movie. About. And she's even got her rollers in. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, yo, Brian, what's up? Yeah. Um. Uh. So, so okay, so we see this stuff. The cemetery seems sad, blah, 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 blah. Um, hold on. Uh, yeah, oh, this is so then, when the movie starts slacking. Well, that's my issues with this movie is as I think the filmmaker, I think the writer is a great writer, or maybe yeah. this got lost in the direction. The one thing he was not very good at was the way teenagers act. And so the thing about, he goes to Tina, who was his dead brother's girlfriend, and like a week later, he's like, hey, I want to talk to you. And he looks like shit because he's a skater. And she's like, ooh, I'm not going to talk to you. Look how you look. And my parents yeah. don't let me talk to white boys and stuff. And it's like, okay, sure. And then he that, goes home sure. and simps. So then he goes, yeah, he goes home and simps. He has a simp montage where the, he cuts his hair, tears down all of his awesome posts. That's what I'm curious about is why, what was his, was he doing this only to go to get close to her, to get a relationship, yeah. to learn? So totally. then in that case, why tear down all of his shit? I don't know. In you know? case he got her back to his room. Maybe you know? there was a scene that was edited yes. out that where he, where he was going to have more of a crisis of being yeah. a skater. I clearly scene. remember the makeover. Yeah. And, and he cuts and, his hair and, and stuff. As, yeah. And, and then the funny, the comedy. Puts away his Billy Idol ring, uh, earring. 
the slapstick of it is he goes in the kitchen and his mom's like, oh, my God, because she's wearing like a fucking khakis and a butt, uh, button and her, up. His mom's pretty cool. Well, his mom's- the main scene with the mom where she's like she buys him all of the gear. Yeah. And it's like the helmet and stuff. Yeah. I she's love that it. you skate. You don't. Yeah. I, I, I it's amazing that a son of mine. Mm-hmm. can be so graceful well that's fun because i in that scene where he's all made up and he looks like his hair is different and everything she looks him up and down in a Gross. way that i have seen in several popular pornography films of this genre and it's like and then he goes outside and his dad pulls in the driveway and just is so shocked he keeps driving and crashes through the back of the garage yeah <laughs> very very fun comedy there um and then he's at school and everybody's making fun of him and stuff the entire school all the girls want him so bad the way they're all they're like oh no one of them says oh no because that 80s prep shit was big the one guy one of the skaters who i i i I think it might be lance mountain but he doesn't have a character name so i don't know but he runs over to the the phones and grabs the phone and goes quick dial 911 because he looks different that's like the best two minutes of the movie right there one of the the entire school reacting to his makeover one of the imdb trivias is so imdb trivia if you guys don't ever go read it it's such a silly world of bullshit and one of the things is like they show several times them skating around that school when in all actuality that school has a very strict no skateboard policy in real life (laughs) it's like it's a fucking you're a dipshit man yeah um so he gets his makeover and she agrees to have coke with him. then she's like oh yeah sure let's go to a movie i'm just gonna start dating my dead boyfriend's brother who i didn't want for the yeah. it, it's like and all we did on the first day is field questions about my dad yeah and it's so it that's the thing that i feel like the writer didn't get right yeah didn't do like these you know what they did get right huh christian slater steals the stuff that he needs to get a lighter oh and that's a ram's right, yeah. hat mm-hmm. from a date it's smart with the colonel's daughter well and see that's where you're kind of like we should be like what is is he like i feel like we're supposed to feel that she that he's being rude to tina but because tina's kind of a flake and kind of like a shitty person too i didn't feel bad that he was there that he was pretending to like her to get this information about he he finally puts it all together yeah when brian decides to show up at the anti-vietnamese communist relief fund razor that uh the colonel's having in the yeah. park and they're doing like karate demonstrations because karate kid two was about yeah. to come out and then that is when uh londell shows up yeah. so he's able to connect that londell because he can hear him because when 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 i uh nguyen got killed he heard it because he was in the back of the car um the guy who accidentally killed his brother when he got killed he heard it and but he didn't know what they looked like but then he sees londell and he can hear it and puts it all together so then he goes, breaks in, sees the guns. Uh, yeah, and then bombs, comes back the next night. Yeah, yeah, and bombs yeah. It. Bombs the warehouse, which, hi, yi, yi. The way that, he bombed, I thought he was gonna kill that the the security guards in the yeah. in the in the trailer. That scene right there is completely burned into my brain. Yeah. Him using the skateboard to deliver the gasoline bomb yeah. to the propane, like. Uh, I can remember that in my little head as a kid and uh, just everything. I love how they're able to use the skateboard as a prop 
throughout yeah. the movie too. Well, that's like, one thing when he's when in the he warehouse. Breaks, yeah, he yeah. breaks the fucking crate crate open with his skateboard, or when he breaks in the next day, he uses a skateboard to get over the barbed wire. The barbed wire, yeah. and I feel like that is actually very realistic for how a skateboarder is. A skateboarder yeah. is like. I use what's around me. I use a, a grind rail. I use a stair yeah. step, you know, that feels like what you would do. He's not going to bring an extra hammer to break into something. Yeah. Um, and I, and I so thought that was really cool. He leaves the, the Los Angeles Rams hat, hat there, there so as that a it, calling card for the Colonel. That's right. So that and, they know and, what's going on. And then they know that the kid, mm-hmm. they know that he knows everybody yes. knows. Yep. And they send a group of, and we should say that maybe this, if this hasn't been made clear, the current also, if you're listening, what's your deal? Yeah. But the Colonel is out. Tina's dad. So the, yes. so the guy that is part of this whole scheme is his brother's girlfriend's dad. Yeah. The Colonel who ran the video store. That's right. Yep. Is the brother's girlfriend's dad. Yeah. Who he's now kind of dating. Yeah. But now he wants out because they know shit's about to get hairy. And he's like, like yep. these death, have all been accidental mm-hmm. or self-defense. Yeah. You know, but the the bad guy, he doesn't care. He wants to kill Brian, send yeah. some bikers after him. They don't do the job. They don't do it. And they get, they all get arrested. Yeah. And what is really, one thing I really liked that they set up earlier in this was there's one of the cops is like this tall, wall, you know, white blonde, blonde dude. And he knows Vietnamese because he studied, he was in the war. He was an intelligence officer. Yeah. And so the, the, the Vietnamese henchmen on the motorcycles, they're like saying, you know, they're not giving them information, but then they'll, every once in a while, they'll talk in Vietnamese to each other. And so then that cop, when that cop speaks to them in Vietnamese, they have like a real, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> moment, you know? And, uh-huh. and I thought that was really fun. Um, uh, and then that, that way, then the cop knows. So then, so then the cop knows that it's the Colonel and Lawndale and stuff. Uh, Christian Slater knows. Christian Slater knows. So Christian Slater, right, yeah. he gets all of his buds to come back him up. He, they need to go be there. And they, and it's like... For the, no real good reason no, other it, than to look cool. It makes it, sense, like, except for how it makes sense. Like yeah. what they do There's makes cool sense. There's cool shit that happens, but it doesn't make sense. No, no. We'll see. It's that's like Zemo in Civil War. It makes sense because they're all going down the hill. They're going to block him from getting away. Yeah. But... That they drive for so long and they could have taken any street. Yeah. So it's weird that and there's so much time in between. It's it, it works, but it's a little confusing. Maybe they needed maybe they still up. have a relationship with James and we just oh, don't know air? that. Yeah. yeah, they got a pilot in the air paying attention to everything. Yeah, and a ham um, radio. Yeah. So so he goes over to Tina's house, and at the same time, Tina's confronting her dad. Yeah, all he, of these many plot threads are all coming they're together, all coming at together. The same time. And so Tina finds out her dad says that he knows how uh, Vinny died. And that's heartbreaking. It's very sad. Uh, yeah. Just knowing how a father deals with that stuff. And then at the same time, they're going to ta- split town. That's because the, they can't, you can't trust Lawndale. That's right. And then Lawndale, she goes to tell Christian Slater this. Christian Slater sets up the plan with the skaters. They're all down. Luckily, their backyard has these like really cool skate rampy things that he can yes. skate down. Yeah. He crashes through the window. Well, Lawndale shoots the guy. On. We're Go getting ahead. we're putting the we're getting Go a little ahead, ahead of ahead. ourselves. Did I miss something? Let me know. Before the final showdown, mm-hmm. 
as we know, Christian Slater just blew up his old skateboard. Yeah. Oh, so that's right. He needs another unique. Well, he already had the simp makeover, mm-hmm. and now he needs another makeover. That's right. So he wakes Yabo up, asks for this custom board, yeah. tight trucks. I need a Spyro decal on it. He needs a Jaffer, but then there is a Jaffer. Did you like the Spyro? Oh, yeah. Loved it. It's a fucking Spyro Dragon decal. I love those boards so much. And I completely forgot about that, too. This movie was just Fever Dream after Fever Dream. And he's got his new gear on that his Mm. mom bought him. And he's, like, ready for the fucking showdown. If we were doing this episode of the podcast uh, a year ago, April 2020, at the beginning of the pandemic, I would have already ordered a really sick skateboard off of the internet. <laughs> Luckily, I can control myself a little better right now. Yeah. But it's insane how much I want one of those fucking skateboards. Yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, they break through the window. Yeah. His uh, her, Tina's dad's shot by Lawndale. Lawndale, and Lawndale kid- takes Tina. T- kidnaps because- her. Because and then, Brian conveniently broke the window. Yep. And, and so he gave him an out. escape route when the police showed up. And Lawndale... Who's the guy that was coming to the door? Some guy was coming to the door. I don't so, know. I La- think yeah, maybe I a think brother? we see him at the video store. Okay, maybe. Okay. I think he's the one that answers the phone oh, when so- Brian is doing like uh detective when he's off by himself. Sure. Trying and to solve when, who- and yeah. Yeah. Because police can't solve murders, they only cause them. That's right. So maybe that's like her brother or maybe just a friend of the family because he's an employee yeah. at the video. Well, store. whoever he well, is, he's a he fucking gets, great driver. He gets kidnapped too. And when Lawndale says take the police car, that's a uh how did I write it? God damn uh god damn it, where is it? Uh oh, Lawndale stealing the police car after shooting the colonel is big cokehead energy. <laughs> <laughs> so Lawndale yeah. and Tina are in the backseat. This terrified kid is driving a police car and crushing it but then he goes to drive up the hill and the most iconic scene in any film ever 20 skaters coming down a hill yes. with a flanked by a, a fucking pizza hut truck that tony hawk is driving yeah oh that's art right there that's fucking it is brilliant. you could take a photo yeah i still i might i might put if, it on the wall if there was a good resolution of this movie anywhere yeah you could take that still i guarantee you when Pizza Hut's had their lobbies, like in their their dining room, oh, that that picture is hanging. You would in be an pizza idiot not rooms. to. Yeah, um, yeah, because Pizza Hut and Coke funded this movie. Totally. Uh, like you, it, there's a lot of Pizza Hut dollars on the screen here. And so then, so so now it becomes a big chase. Christian Slater gets in with Lucero. Uh, they have a random car that they find that they get. The best uh, part is, is that fucking Corvette. Oh, is that what the, is that what the car they steal well, is? Well, yeah. Well, no. No, no, no. The no. Okay. car is just a fucking Pontiac. It's but the it's not like, Pontiac. It's not it like has, talking doors and shit. And it's totally fake voices. Like it's yeah. somebody like doing the voice yeah. saying door ajar. Right, door open. Yeah, which is sweet because I knew as soon as that door yeah. came off of the car, I was like, something cool is gonna yeah. happen. Well, and when of he, course he the cop can't hotwire. And so yeah. Christian Slater just jabs well, his his uh, even truck better. wrench into the ignition. The cop opens up the fucking visor. Oh yeah. No keys. No keys. I like that. Oh, that's fun. Well, you know? I, I just wonder, normally like, the keys are there. Is there a thing where I wonder if there if that's a real thing that could happen? Could like no a skate key jack up a thing enough to make it start? I don't know. Um, but, but so then I'm they sure go- a lot of parents were pissed off. 
to yeah. see their key their key hole get yeah. ruined in their car by their son's skate Trying truck wrench. I uh so so then it's a chase. Yeah. And they're chasing off the cop and he, more he's more good stunt work. It's you great know? because he calls, drivers. he calls the cops and he's like, you need to get to here, here, here. And then uh, I don't know how does he use the radio? Because somehow Tony ha- or uh, somehow Christian Slater also calls his boys and he literally says, you got your boys. I got mine. Yeah. Like, how was that? A, does he use the radio, too? So they're all using the CBs. Maybe. Um. Uh. Hmm. And so then uh. Chris, Chris, okay, so Christian Slater, they get stuck in traffic. Christian Slater jumps out and starts skating, and he's got yeah. those fast fucking wheels. Totally. Then there's the Corvette scene. The, yeah, where the cop car is stuck swipes, in traffic, too. Yeah, and See, that's why the movie had to take place in L.A. That's right, you're right. So you get stuck in traffic twice during the big chase scene at the yeah. end to have it slow down enough. Yes. Because if it took place in Ohio, no. Londale would just fucking He'd be in get Columbus. on the internet. He'd be gone, yeah. you know? And L.A.'s got the bad traffic. Yeah. So a skateboarder can catch up, but yeah, burying the lead here. Cop car sideswipes the fucking Corvette. guy in the Corvette, and he's like, "It's totally '80s douche rich guy," yeah. and he's pissed. And, and he's like, Slater, "Christian Slater goes, he's not a real cop," and the guy's like, "No toy." <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's like, like, "Get him." <laughs> And then so Corvette guy's driving, doing sixty down the yeah. fucking interstate, and then all down the of a freeway. He checks out his mirror, and the, yeah, uh, and Christian Slater's sketching. Yeah, and he's just sketching. Where where do I ha- I have my quote on that? Is really good. Um, Lucero. Uh, oh no, that's later on. When later on, when Lucero sees what Christian Slater's doing, sketching behind that Corvette, yeah, his big fucking eyes like, and <laughs> there's a part right there where that's the only way. To react to someone's kitchen. When 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 the when the guy driving the Corvette turns and realizes that Christian Slater's there, Christian Slater go, or Christian Slater says, "Hi, still with you." <laughs> and he sound he's doing sixty on a skateboard. It's a convertible. Why don't you just get in the car? Yeah. Just be like when they were at that standstill. Say, "Hey, buddy, uh, can I get also, in here with you?" <laughs> I just like how committed. Corvette guy is to this. Oh yeah, he's gonna like, murder that. Meanwhile, if you just use your brain, I got hit by a cop car. Yeah, and it was a stolen cop car. The city's gonna cover me yeah, on insurance. The Corvette is gonna get fixed, but no. Instead, he's risking his life. Yeah, and a fifteen-year-old boy sketching on the back of his that's car. Right. Just the idea. It reminds me of that old joke. There's a yeah. joke my dad used to tell me a street joke. That's a. Uh, uh, a guy's a, 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 a guy's driving and he sees another guy standing on the side of the road with a sign that says, you know, please, please, you know, need a ride. Mm-hmm. And the, and so he stops. He's like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going up here. And he's like, I'm not going that way. Sorry. And so the car starts driving and he's doing like 30 and he looks over and the guy is running next to him. And he's like, hey, come on, I could really use the ride. And the guy's like, no. So he starts doing like 60 and he looks over and the guy's still running down the side of the, the, the road. He's like, come on, just let me in the car. And he starts doing 100 and he's running. The guy's still keeping pace next to him. So the guy hits it to 120 and he looks over and the guy isn't there anymore. So he stops and he goes backwards and he sees the guy laying in the ditch. He's all fucked up. And he's like, oh, my God, man, what happened? And he's like. Brother, you ever blown a shoe doing 115 down the highway? <laughs> that's exact. That's all I thought about was how how oh, yeah. it, you ever hit a rock on a rollerblade? Yeah. How did he not die? You know, plot proof. 
Um, He's got plot armor, dude. That's right. And so then he finally sees his, his chance. He does the, the thing where Gator, the murderer, does the under the semi thing. He joins back up with the pizza guys. The and the Corvette guys, guy is just done. Yeah. He doesn't want to follow anymore. No, he's like, hey, he he, lost. I, I got kids. Uh, yeah. So he's then, like people skateboarding under semis. This is too rich yeah, for my blood. The Bones Brigade in the pizza truck help him a little bit. And then they get they launch him so that he can launch. And then he literally breaks physics smashes like, Londale in the fucking face with the skateboard. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, he goes down the ravine ramp mm-hmm. and then is somehow able to carry all then that momentum on sky. the second ramp. Blue sky, baby. Yeah. And posing. Yeah. Because you're going to save your brother, your dead brother's girlfriend from yeah. the bad guy. You have to, and you're on a skateboard. You have to pose. Yeah. And he's all fucked Do up it for the fucking poster, bro. He's all fucked up. And then uh, Londale's arrested, whatever. That's all solved, we assume. And then it ends with, is he, he's like in a fucking rehab center or something? He's like in an old folks home. He's That's in a wheelchair on the yard. They didn't tell you about nope. He was, uh. and then she's like, he's like, how's your father? And she's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. But that's the thing is he's not good at writing the teenagers because if these were people in their 30s, yeah. she might be like, he didn't make it and you were dealing with it. But if you had 16-year-old's dad murdered in front of you, you think she's going to be handling a little different. And one thing that I think that is nice is I'm glad they didn't kiss at the end. Yeah. Because she says she wants to go back to Vietnam and he's like, maybe I'll go with you. And they share like a nice moment. They never had chemistry anyways. No. But you know, share, it was just the right thing. Share, I think he used her. He did use her, and she was okay. And it, since she was vapid, I guess it's okay. But I do like the way they are at the end, where they yeah. kind of are using each other to share Vinny, who's gone now. Yeah. And I and I like that. So that's why if they would have kissed there, I think it would have really fucked the movie up a lot. Totally. Um. So I'm glad they didn't. And then it um, cuts to uh, Vinny's headstone, which yeah. apparently. Uh, he's buried in the middle of a city park or a something. Park, like, and he's, the, he's, he's literally the only... the only grave you see. They walk to it from the road. Uh, also, there he's hanging out with the cop now. Like, yeah. I was like, is this a prequel to Cuffs? Is this how Cuffs starts <laughs> yeah. out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, the, uh, did they not allow anybody to shoot at a graveyard? They just like uh, a really funny took thing... a headstone out into the middle of a park. It's just before that when when all the pe- when the bones raid show up in Yabo. They're like, he's laying on the side. There of should the have street. been two. He's laying on the street. I like a set of Yabos, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, hey, I was going to give you some uh, drums for Christmas, but how about these Yabos? Uh, he's laying there on the street and the skateboard's right there. And it feels like it was an improvised moment where the, the trucks are all fucked up on the skateboard because he's crashed. And he looks at Yabo and he's like, look how <laughs> he what does he say? You didn't you didn't straighten the trucks. I could have been killed. And I think oh, yeah. that feels like such a risk. There, it feels not real. There's you know? good throwaway lines. Yeah. After he blows up mm-hmm. the uh lab, yeah, and Lucero comes over to his house to be like, Hey man, you can't go breaking the fucking law. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, he goes over there, Lucero, and they're walking outside, and uh Christian Slater says, Hey, what do you know? It's raining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he wouldn't have known. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like he wasn't just like He's great in this. That's for sure. Um, yeah. And then my favorite thing is the movie ends. It brings up Gleam in the Cube. And then you just see Rodney Mullen fucking street skating his ass off. Yeah. It's a brother to brother. Stuff. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's very, Yeah, I love that a lot. Uh, too bad. Like, it's too bad they didn't have the money to, like, put 
as much fresh cool music yeah into this as they had like the skate like they had megadeth shirts and dri posters and fucking suicidal tendency they do have the dickies uh they play the dickies when he goes to yabo's house which they reference it's that song of like looking at disneyland or whatever yeah they play that so there's a little bit of that but there's only like three songs in the whole could you imagine if they had enough foresight to also give this movie like a sick like 80s skater soundtrack well, I since we weren't there, I don't know what 1989 exactly was like with the skating trends and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like this was right at the end of it all because I know that the all I can all you can see in documentaries is that the early 90s skating died again until like 95 when the X Games made it like big again. But so this is like I feel like either too late for this movie to come out or right on this cusp. Like uh Citizens on Patrol in 1987. Well, you know what? That brought was it back. perfect. The hook? Skateboard turtles. Oh, possibly. Yeah, I guess. Dude, the don't skate. Like, come on. You got you're Ninja right. Turtles. If if this was like the tail end, yeah, of that little bubble, like the turtles is what carried it to the X Games. And well, one thing though that the thing that this is the thing that Tony Hawk said in those and documentaries. Bart well, it's no, it's actually it's the Back to the Future movies, and so. Because the Back to the Future movie came out in 85, but there oh, were yeah. kids born our age who, by the time they were 11 in 95, were like, oh, I, or maybe six or whatever. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm going to start watching these movies on VHS and then I'm going to get into skating. That's so the other thing. By 94, nobody, 95. Nobody wanted to skateboard in 1990 yeah. because everybody wanted to hoverboard You're except right, for that Andy. one fucking kid's mom. Yeah. You know, she canceled them. Yep. I remember when they canceled hoverboards. We never the, got yep, them. Never. The uh, I'm a hover lover. The uh I like Christian. There's a video where Christian Slater watches skating movies and yeah. he says that this one is the best because they're all real skaters and, and stuff. And it was fun when you he was picking apart uh one of the amazing Spider-Man movies where apparently in that Peter Parker is a really tight big skater. Yeah. And he's like this is so embarrassing these scenes because it's a lot of it's all it's all done with a you know a, a second person it's never the actual actor and it's a lot of him doing crazy tricks where this board is glued to his feet so he does like a 20 foot ollie and it's like yeah but at least in that movie we hide it well and they're doing real tricks this is stuff that doesn't even exist you can't even do that shit yeah and so and i and i thought that was really fun about it um so what was your takeaway then? Did you like this? I, I'm having a little hard of a hard time figuring it out. Uh, it's it's one of those. I liked it, but I'm also objectively seeing that it's not very good. Hmm. That's fun. I feel different. And it, like, it kind of lags in yeah. the middle. But yeah, like, you, you mentioned a lag. What's the where do you think it lags? Like when he's doing a little bit too much gumshoe where uh, he's just really yeah. hitting the, you know, phone book. And, See, uh, I I think that's what grounds it. I don't because the, the problem is, is regardless of how we remember it or how society remembers this movie, this isn't a skateboarding movie. This is a brother mystery. to brother movie. It's a thriller. Yeah. 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 And so, it. No, I guess I just wish he rage skated. Yeah. Three more times. There is a lot of stuff. There's a thing I really like, like when the kid. So when the, when he witnesses the murder, or no, you know, he hears the murder, when he runs away. He doesn't just jump on his skateboard and start skating away, which I feel like would have been easy. He literally runs away because in that movie, he's not just a skateboarder. He's a human being trying to flee. Yeah. And I thought that was nice. My, my biggest I loved issue, watching the movie. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, so that's good. I my biggest issue is just the stuff I spoke about about the. Uh, um, I think the relationship with the sister is weird, and I feel like the writer just didn't. If they were in their thirties, it might be different. But yeah. I feel like dating her, going on dates with him, it, within a couple months of her boyfriend dying, and her not wanting to date. She's very, very vain, and I don't like that. Um, and I don't like that he's. But but that feels aside. I think that can be blamed on the writer just didn't know how to write teens. Yeah. Because I think it's good. I, I do. I actually really enjoy it. I think I mean, good. what would you give it out of a six? Uh, one out of six. What would you give it? Three. And yeah, as far as like the movie, I, I think still, everybody I, should watch it, though. I, think I know it's a we, three, but everybody should watch it. I'm and, hold on. Stop. I know we like doing one out of six because it make it's like our old top six shit. But I think we got to do one out of five because it's too hard to gauge when I go on letterbox and write my review. So we'll just do one out of five. What would you give this? Because one out of six. Half. See, that's the thing. One out of six, a three feels good. One out of five. You're going to give it a two because I feel like it's better than a two. It's better than a two. I feel like I'd give it a three, a solid yeah. three where um, I would recommend this to somebody. If you're talking about movies from 1989, I definitely recommend this to somebody. Yeah. You know, um, I love how they handled the race. The, the things I loved, how they handled the skating, the race and all that stuff over corrects the plot issues I have. Like even the thing of him breaking in. I like him breaking into that crate with the skateboard, but that skateboard's going to not, ha- that's not going to work. Yeah. And I like the idea of him blowing up that propane tank. That's going to blow up that whole building. That's he can't, be a slight, a little ways away behind a pallet and survive that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's what I think. Have you ever fucked with skateboarding? No, I, you could fall. I mean, not me. I'm a fucking man. I'd stay up like, on that thing. Just the nervousness of standing on a wobbly board. I yeah. never got over that first, uh, first step, you know? Yeah. Have you ever siphoned gas? That's another thing in this. Yeah. Uh, no, but I love that he, I love that. That's what I loved about this movie is how many just little fucking things there are in it like that. Like Brian, they didn't need him to, they didn't need that shot of him siphoning gas, siphoning gas to then make the explosion. Yeah. But they also, we, are, we didn't even talk nearly enough about those security That's because we've been going for two fucking hours. We went beat by beat. We talked That's about a- Yabo's mom for half an hour. I enjoyed this one. Me I think too. Good. You uh, got a top six? No, I fucked up. I'm going to fuck up oh. every time we do this. That's okay. That's go all ahead. right. Go ahead. I'll tell you my top six skaters in the movie. I can do that. So go ahead. All right. What's I'm going to tell you my top six movies that cast members from this movie appeared in. Okay. All right. Uh, Number six, yeah, uh, his dad, Ed Lauer, stand-up comedian and actor. Uh, oh yeah, Ed Lauer. Mm-hmm. He played uh, the head coach in not another teen movie. Oh, for sure. And yeah. he was in like Longest Yard as a. Also, pop- he was in ER. He played a firefighter. There it is. He was in a lot of different stuff. My number five movie, uh, Stephen Bauer again. He played Lucero. Yep. Uh, Scarface. Of course. Yep. Number five. Say right hello there. to my little buddy. Number four movie, mm-hmm. uh, The Bones Brigade. It's their first starring role. Yeah. Police Academy 4. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, number three and number two, 
are both held down by Charles Cyphers, who was uh, Lucero's partner, the yeah. other cop. Uh, and that would be number three, the Halloween franchise. Yeah. Because he's a cop in Halloween. So he's really good at playing cops. So don't give a fuck about the plot of the movie. Uh, he's also going to be in the new Halloween movie, Halloween Returns, or oh. uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis reboot. Yeah. The that, one that uh, they just already the, did. Yep. The good, the one we liked. Yeah. He's going to be in that. Uh, my number two movie uh, was Charles Cyphers again with Major League. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my number one movie was Bobby Nguyen. He played one of the laser shooting uh, badasses in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. A he, lot was of- the, he was the first lightning guy you see that comes down yeah. from the sky when they're trying to get away. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. The uh, uh, That's my top six. I'll add on to your list. The thing that I thought was cool is Yabo is on Homicide Life on the Street, which was... And he's in a ton, like I said, he was friends with the Beastie Boys, so he's in a lot of weird Beastie Boys videos. But he, uh, um, uh, if you ever saw, I just remember Homicide ruled, and he was on like reruns when I was in college. And it's like the same guy that wrote The Wire, and so it's mm-hmm. really cool. That's um, what the most yeah. important thing about this movie is is the authenticity mm-hmm. of this that the Bones Brigade, yeah, bring it and the skaters and Yabo's dressed good, you know, everybody's, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say, so my favorite skaters in this movie. Top six, number six, we and this is off the top of my dome. Number Tie, six, one through six, Gator the murderer. No, number six has got to be Gator the murderer. Uh, sorry, bud, but you killed your wife. Uh, you killed your girlfriend, buried her in the woods. I'm not on board with that. He was also friends with Jason Lee. Oh, Jason Lee was a big skateboard. Jason Lee and Yabo uh, actually started. Uh, I can't remember what it is right now, but Jason Lee and Yabo worked together or skated together a ton and uh, ran a company for a while. One of the, maybe like blind or something, but like they were sponsored by one of the big companies for a long time. Um, okay, so uh, number six is Gator. Number five, we're going with the star, Slater. Christian Slater, yeah. fun skater. You can see Christian Slater. <gasps> Christian, Christian Slater. Skater. Damn. Oh, oh see, that's your next That's viral. why we did two fucking and a half hour long episode. Yep, yep. You know? One. Yep. Damn it. How can it's, I... I should have done So him. we could make it to Christian Skater. Fuck, Christian Skater should have been number one Skate so that roll. we could have gone out with that. But fuck. Um, Skate roll. Uh, Skate roll 2021, 2022. What, I don't know what year it is right now. Uh, okay, number uh, four. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Mike McGill. I think he's awesome. I called him Mag- something different earlier because I'm not good with names. Uh, but I love him. And I'm also going to do an honorable mention that I think Lance Mountain is in this, even though I couldn't figure find it, but he looks like he's in it. There's a guy that looks like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, the fellow from the Aquabats, because uh, I think he's a uh, badass. Uh, number two, uh, I got to go. I mean, no offense, Yabo. I know Yabo's really good. I'll give him, I'll give Yabo an honorable mention with Gator yeah. the murderer. Um, yeah, you need an honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my number two, uh, I have to go with uh, the the uh, the great one, Tony Hawk. I think he's phenomenal. Obviously, he's so cool. Follow Tony Hawk if you don't follow him on Instagram, because something he's doing is because uh, he's older. He's like fifty two or something now, so he's doing a lot of tricks for the last time. So like he'll document him doing like some really hard trick, and I'll be like, that's probably the last time I'll ever do that trick because it's just too hard. But then he also he has a bunch of skate parks he goes to all the time. So he'll put up like he just put up a video today of like an 11 year old doing a 900 
on a well, the, and it's like insane. The thing to remember about Tony Hawk too is uh so you know that his quote where he's like, So here I am doing everything I can, holding on to what I am, pretending that I'm a, a superman. superman. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh my number one favorite skater in this movie, if I didn't uh blow my load already, uh it's gotta be Rodney Mullen. That guy, his skating rules. His story rules. He's he's in the mm-hmm. Bones Brigade trailer. He's awesome. His TED Talks rule. Yeah, you, and plus over you the love his music, rule. you know? Hmm. All of his songs, like uh, what that one about that organ and. Uh, oh, Sean Mullins? Is that what you think I'm doing? Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to say honorable mention uh, with, uh, you know, of course, with Gator the Murderer is another great Bones Brigade skater, t- uh, Tommy Guerrero, who. Uh, is a like a fucking awesome singer songwriter dude who in 03 his album in 03 Rolling Stone called the third best album of 2003. So I just heard wow. listening to him. He's he's he fucking rips ass too. Tommy Guerrero. Um, so those are my favorite skaters. Um, Shit, man. You know, I checked out a couple other uh, Gleaming the Cube podcasts uh, while I was playing Xbox today, mm-hmm. and uh, I gotta say we might have one of the best episodes on Gleaming the Cube that's out there. This is going to be a resource for people in the future. And uh, man, I think we just we nailed it. Do you think that we're going to get a lot of uh, uh, accidental crossover with all the people that think that this is going to be uh, that Nintendo podcast uh, gaming the cube? <laughs> yes. Or what about a lot of people who, uh, hold on, I got to Google to make sure I can make this joke. Uh, let's see. Uh, Should I right. do my plugs? No, 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 no. We gotta come back, but we gotta end on a joke. Um, or do you think? Okay, <clears throat> do you think there's gonna be a lot of crossover with people who think uh, who uh, only uh, uh, whack off to Nicole the Bauer movies <laughs> uh, from that podcast, uh, Creaming the Cube? Ooh. Well, that's the show, buddy. That is the show. We gleamed the fuck out of that cube. We did. We gleamed You it. find a cube that's more gleamed than the one we, we just gleamed. Money back. Yeah. We gleamed it. We glommed it. We globed it. I reamed that cube. You reamed the cube? Reaming the cube. That's right. I shampooed Christian it. Skater. Christian Onward Christian Skater marching off to Warp Tour. <laughs> Oh, that's one. Uh, buddy. Yeah. Patrick. I love the podcast now. Me too. I hope the listeners are on board for this. I'm going to tell you, our listeners, we I, have the best. I like the timestamps because we're doing a fucking pod. We're still doing two podcasts a week. Yeah. It's just one's dumped on top of the topic. I love our listeners and I love the feedback we get from them. So do you remember, uh, I think it was last episode when we were talking about how, for whatever reason, Julie Bowen from Modern Family dated Tucker Carlson. Yeah. So, friend of the show, fan of the show, real NFR, Mike Hawes, sends me a message informing me that uh, the reason they dated is because they went to the same private high school together in West Virginia. And that he knows that because that's where they're from, you know? And so, he sent me like this fun thing. uh, Just rich kids. Oh, I guess it was in the D.C. area. Um, and there's a there's a local radio They're guy like in the D- Uptown Julie Brown. There's a local DC radio guy who also went to that high school, and so he like talked about it, and so it was like inside scoop. 
Now we know it's just rich people growing up together, knowing each other. You always hear about DC radio guys, but you never hear about BC radio guys. You ever wonder why? Hmm. No, but do you think those guys in uh, DC Talk were Christian skaters? <laughs> That's, if you don't know, DC Talk is a Christian worship band. Oh. Um, a worship band? You mean like those guys in the Titanic? <laughs> Dude, I know some good power metal worship music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then also I ordered some toys off the internet, um, uh, and I, I, I it was a. I saw five, your Casey Jones. Oh, it was beautiful. That's I watched it. Be- that's a I, good one. They had not, and not in a bad way. Not I, a guy gets five stars on eBay, but they had a mildewy smell to them almost. Ah. And so I washed all these toys that I bought last night, which was great because Ninja Turtle toys, you get them in a hot bath, those legs are gonna really come out. They stand a lot easier. So. I wanted this blue toy and this Christian, a blue from Tailspin and a, yes. and, a, and a Casey Jones. They threw in three other toys that I didn't know about. So I I, I grew, I messaged uh, Detroit NFR, uh, Arginello about him, and he figured out who they were as a G.I. Joe guy and a double dragon guy. Nice. Um, so very cool for, very cool to have that information. So uh, we love these NFRs out there, of course. Ginger Snaps on YouTube is help is making us food all the time. Uh, Kazi coming in hot on Twitter, loving it all. Um, Kazi had a great tweet the other day that was about. Go ahead. He had a great re, he had a great retweet. Oh, Reem Reem. He's one of the first. He's at the ground level of the Sally Jesse Raphael and Donatello. Oh, I, he also retweeted the Christopher Walken closet joke. This um, is the best part of the podcast. Here I it think. is. Uh, a Kazi tweet that was really fun and topical is uh, Steven Zagal. So what's happening to DMX's share of exit wound DVD sales? Lawyer reading DMX's will. Uh, X is going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where can the listeners find you, buddy? Um, <laughs> Reamcore. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. Fantastic. Um, where you will get great, fan, just a fucking top-notch, solid-as-hell tweets, uh, like the uh, Sally Jesse Raphael one. Yeah. Um, well, my tweets are so solid because I give them fiber. <laughs> uh, what, another tweet uh, that I think is really good from you is, Revenge mm. is a, di- a dish best served cold. It's gazpacho. Revenge is gazpacho. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me at Patrick Casey. That's at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H-A-S-T-I-E. Um, and that's where you will get fantastic quotes, like a conversation, perhaps. I like conversation tweets. So here's one. Host, what do you want as a critic? Comedian, just say Red Eye. Host, oh, weird. Were you on that Fox News comedy show, Red Eye? Comedian, no, I was in the 2005 psychological thriller, Red Eye. Host, oh, Wait, are you Irish actor Cillian Murphy? Comedian, I. I, I don't know why they call him Cillian Murphy. You should call him Sirius and Murphy. I love his first special, Killian, <laughs> killing him softly. Uh, uh, oh, this is also really good. Man. Okay, so I'm going to prompt this, you. This Reem, podcast is getting so long, we might have to start talking about Alpha Brain at the top of it. <laughs> Reem, I need you to say, uh, that's not how the expression goes. Okay. Okay. I currently got a lot of irons in the microwave. That's not how the expression goes. <laughs> That's, did you plug that yet? That's pretty good. I uh, tell your friends, uh, get oh, on the cool. Patreon if you haven't. Uh, get on the Patreon. Give us a dollar a month. Your name gets added to that section. That's uh, 
prior to this one or you know a couple sections back uh buy a shirt uh we still got to get you a ream core shirt made ream yeah um get your vaccination if you haven't yet go ahead and get out there and get that going be safe keep wearing your mask uh we're almost through this we're getting there buddy um tell your friends be cool never die and as always remember if you're not an NFR, you're an mfer so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here it's great to have friends like patrick and reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful i love this podcast